everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of First Impressions, the podcast where we give a big middle finger to all the Austin haters. I am Kristen. I am joined by Maggie. Hi, everyone. I assume by this time you know the drill. Um, and we have a very special episode for you today because we are actually going to watch the Gwyneth Paltrow, Jeremy Northam version of Emma, the movie version, and do a commentary a la... Mystery Science Theater 3000, if you guys know what that is. If you um, don't, check it out. Then you don't deserve to live. <laughs> <laughs> or you're probably like 20 years old. <laughs> you can't call yourself a nerd and not know about MST3K. It's true. Nerd calling yourself a nerd is a badge of honor. You're I a don't fake geek. And so Riff Tracks is a thing that Mystery Science Theater 3000 does where you put in the movie, you press play, and hilarious people talk over the movie, and you laugh at them. Um, that's what we're going to do today. Well, we're definitely get to the part where they laugh at us. I don't know <laughs> if we're going to be hilarious, but we're going to do our best. We're going to do our very best. And also, listeners, I know that some of you just put us on in the background while you're doing data entry. That's what we heard from our fans, and we totally support that. I We, we are not being very formal about this. Um, we are not, like, choreographing our comments around the dialogue. So you could watch it with the movie. You can probably just watch it without the movie and you'll also enjoy our hilarious points. I think if you're familiar with the movie, and probably if you're not, if you've read the book, if you know anything about Emma in general, you should be able to follow along and be okay. Um, so the way we're going to do this is we popped the DVD into Kristen's computer and it's just about to play. We're right at the very beginning. Only the M of the Miramax logo <laughs> is on the screen. So if you do want to watch the movie along with it, put it in, pause it as soon as it starts, and then we'll tell you when we get going. But before, we should cover some new business. New business. New business. As you all know, uh, Austin fans, there is a new movie coming out. It's called Love and Friendship. Um, it's directed by Whit Stillman. And it is an adaptation of Austin's Lady Susan. And so in honor of this movie coming out, and it is hotly anticipated by many Austin fans that I know. Kristen posted the trailer on our Facebook page That's if you would right. like to check it out. That's right. Uh, in, uh, in honor of that, uh, Margaret and I have decided to read Lady Susan as our next book to cover in our next podcast. I have read it, and she is a Lady Susan virgin. I have not read it. And I, I totally lied in a past podcast. I think I said that... Northanger Abbey was the only one I hadn't read, and so that turns out to be a complete well, a lie. Of, that is okay, because a lot of people don't know about Lady Susan. It's considered a minor work. Um, is it published posthumously? It was. Um, in fact, in an earlier podcast, you were like, was it published? And I was like, of course it's published, but I meant today. <laughs> and I think what you meant was, was it published during her life? And, and no, it was not. Um, the movie is called Love and Friendship. That is actually the name of a different short story that Austin wrote in her younger years, which is like a parody, another parody of sort of like gothic romance or conventional I romance. think that's kind of a dumb title. No offense to Miss Austin, who I adore, but these days, Love and Friendship is kind of a stupid title. <laughs> I think that's they're fair. going for a pride and prejudice sense and sensibility. People, the and and the something and something people associate with Jane Austen now. Well... I may perhaps, you may want to reserve judgment on the title Love and Friendship until you read the short story. Should I not jump to a first impression? <laughs> Your first impression is negative. In fact, <laughs> and it's probably wrong. You know, another thing you'll hate is that this Whit Stillman movie, forever and ever before it was finally released, 
spelled friendship wrong. Oh, as do I she crazy? did. Did and they the, replace the the the, the e I with and three? And... No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Austin Portal of the Lee Tackers of modern day. Oh man, I hate when movies do that when they replace the letter with a number. It's so dumb. I don't understand it. Uh, they just they just transpose the e and the i as Austin did when she wrote her short story. But well, I think back then it was chill. Yeah, if you're going for the authentic English, old English spelling, whatever. But these days people are you're just gonna confuse people when you spell things wrong. I mean, title. if you look at the original manuscripts, Austin spelled a ton of stuff in non-standard right. ways because it was not standard then. But um, so we can give Austin Austin a pass. But Stillman tried to preserve that, and I guess everybody got confused, and so he said, okay, what is re-enlished? <laughs> <laughs> so this film, I believe, stars Kate Beckinsale. Yes, it does. And this and is not her first Austin movie. No, she was in a different adaptation of Emma that we are not watching today. Um, so if you've got that adaptation in, you're wrong. Yeah, you're <laughs> so well. You're gonna be really confused. That one has Mark Strong as Mr. Knightley, and I find his yeah, eyebrows but... objectionable. So, uh, so next book, Lady Susan. So we are. We'll do a three, two, one countdown for you if you are following along with your DVD. And right when we hit one, it's not gonna be one, two, three, shoot. It's gonna be three, one, one, two, three. One. It's me. Three, two, <laughs> three, two one. one. And on the one, we hit on the play. one, we'll go. Okay. Three, two. One. Okay, now. Okay, now. Alright, now. Now we see the M. Now we see the gold Miramax. It paused for a. Uh, Alright, it's already. It's already. <laughs> there the was a lag. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna go so far off the rails. Think of it as a podcast experiment. <laughs> Performance arts. We're saying nobody's gonna watch this with the actual movie. You know, right? Do you know when I listen to podcasts? I'm at work. So here's the delightful tweets for coming in here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear fine. My volume was down. Okay. Get, get it together. So what do you think about the opening credits, Kristen? Because it's basically Emma's home craft projects that she's been working on. I don't love the opening credits, but I think they're fine. I'm sure they didn't have a big budget, but I'll tell you what I hate. I hate it in every Austin adaptation. It's the stupid British voice, that that clever voice, which it's like, Emma Woodhouse, and you, Alice World, should be run. It's coming up. Well, they make it because it's, I mean, it's supposed to be Austin, right? But right. They always pick this very this stupid voice yeah. where it's like full of like, suppressed laughter and it's like so over the top cheesy well you know what though i can't really complain about beginning of voiceovers because they do usually have it because austin's prose is always so beautiful and we've talked a lot about the first lines of books and they usually start with that so i, I can't complain about having a voiceover because it gives me more chance to enjoy in northinger abbey in, in northinger abbey it actually does say no one would have supposed Catherine morland for yeah. out except for this movie goes it says something else, and what it says is fine. I kind of just hate the accent. And yeah. I'll tell you why. It's because when you watch it with men, they immediately get turned off. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, like, usually a very short vo voiceover, but that's it. I did think the voiceover in the Northanger Abbey adaptation we like, was nice. I mean, she's in on the joke, I feel like. How do you think they actually made... These are really poorly painted. Yeah. <laughs> These little cameo the pictures or whatever. <laughs> I mean, Emma... 
like kindergarten level. No, that's not fair. Obviously, not well, she never applied herself, as we know. She needs to, to practice drawing. for those ninety minutes. But she, as she says in the first line, it would be better if I practiced more. Yeah. <laughs> because especially the rendering of herself and of Jeremy Northam, she looks like she just farted. It's not that flattering. <laughs> Written and directed by Douglas McGrath. All right, so we're looking at the spinning globe now, and we're listening to this voiceover. It's great. All right, wedding. Let's do it. Oh, Gwyneth. Oh, God. I also kind of hate this delivery of this first line, too. It's, I don't know, it's just, she's, so Gwyneth, you know? Yeah. She's she is delightful, but you just kinda hate her for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Taylor Swift. Swift. I I am like a reluctant Taylor Swift fan. Because you just wanna hate her because she's like perfect, <laughs> right? Right. But her songs are so damn catchy. Oh, I just hate her because of blank space that's on Oh, okay. But this Mr. Woodhouse, so he just said his line about how he's worried about his throat. He's he's over the top. He's like not a good actor. I feel like mm. he's in an acting one oh one class. I feel like a lot of people in this movie and if Gwyneth in the background of this scene, they're acting like they would on stage where everything is kind of exaggerated. Oh, yeah. Like you have to play to the back of the house, her her head tilts and her looking adoringly at people, everything has to be exaggerated. You are so right about that. Think of how remember in Shakespeare in Love how the people, how Gwyneth Paltrow was when she was on stage in those scenes. And that's kind of how, I mean, I'm not a Gwyneth hater. I don't want people to think that. I think she's a wonderful actress. Just, she has affectations in this film. Um, and so do other people that are oh, kind of gorgeous. All right, so now we're at Hartfield, post Miss Taylor. I love how they filmed this uh, first dinner without Miss Taylor. It's so dark. They're sitting alone. The end of a long a huge table, table, just the two of them. Yeah. Like three candles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big room. Well, that's on Although it might be because Kristen's computer is tilted far back. Okay, that's there we go. True. It's a little lighter now. <laughs> that's true. But that's how you knew they're rich, right? Because they can afford to burn candles for mm. dinner. There's not a lot of food on the table, though. I guess no. they're coming from the wedding. Though. I'm glad they're not doing the thing where they're both at opposite ends. No, and shouting. That'd be a little ridiculous. Oh, and here's Knightley at the oh, window. And he comes in through the window. What is wrong he just, with him? He just comes at the window. Oh, please. We don't, you know he's at the window. <laughs> he raised a barn. Where's the door? It's like, uh, if I came up to said hello to Kristen from her window, she would probably scream from fear. I do have crazy big windows. They do take a lot of um, dialogue from the book, which I appreciate. I really appreciate that, too. Even the little throwaway mm -hmm. lines, a lot of them come from the book. Such a troublesome creature. I don't mean to objectify him, but Jeremy Northam is very handsome. In this scene. He is very handsome. What else has he been in? Let's find out. I feel like this was the height of Jeremy Northam's hotness. <laughs> he was in some movie called Passion. Which he <gasps> is that the Jeff one? Yes! Oh my god, that came out when I was in law school, I think. And I was like, oh, it's Lizzie. She did not do a lot of stuff since Pride and Prejudice. So basically when um, Jennifer Ely 
Is that yes. Thing? Yeah. Whenever she's in something, I'm like, in this scene, this is where he says, I'm practically a brother to you, Emma. Is it not a brother's job to find fault with his sister? And the thing is, when I was like 14 and I watched this movie for the first time, I was like, oh, I get it. They have a brother-sister relationship. Oh, relationship. yeah. When Sarah, you were surprised by the love interest. Yeah, I did not see it coming. Okay, I remember he was in Gosford Park. Oh, that's um, and he was also in, of course, The Tudors. He played Sir Thomas More. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Marriage is very disruptive to one's social circle. It's very true. You're either taking someone out or bringing someone new in. Love the line, invite, her, invite him for dinner. That is kindness and love. And this is another instance of Knightley saying, Elton is a man of 26, he knows how to take care of himself. Like Knightley, like we were saying, Knightley knows about men, and Emma does not necessarily understand how awful they are. Well, to be fair, too, I mean, they'll say that he's a man, he can take care of himself, he knows his own mind, right? But women never do. Women can never take care of themselves or know what's best for themselves. Enter Mr. Elton. Alan coming. All right, Kristen, talk to me about Alan Cumming. What are your thoughts? My thoughts on Alan Cumming. As Mr. Elton, not in general. I mean, he's lovely and very funny. But as Mr. Elton in this film, what do you think? I think that he is fine. He's a, not in attractive enough in a way mm, interesting um because elton is described as being very handsome i have always found alan Cumming to be sort of boyishly cute uh like in um romeo michelle's high school reunion at the end he's just so cute but i wouldn't say he was handsome but he's not unattractive he's not um like mr collins level unattractive So here's one of Miss Bates' monologues, and we're just going to kind of stare out the window until she finishes. Pork! Pork mother! <laughs> Do you think her mother's actually hard of hearing, or she just pretends to be so she doesn't have to pay attention to her daughter? Kristen, you have to keep talking, or there's going to be a lot of blank Dead space. Man. This is so clever. And I had... Blank space. <sighs> uh, you swifted me. You swifted me. <laughs> you you, you, you taste weighed me. <laughs> um, but this line where she says, it left us speechless. Speechless. Absolutely speechless. Mm. And we have not stopped talking with <laughs> It was a long time until I got the funniness of that. Jeremy Northam's pretty short, isn't he? Well, he's taller than Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, that's but all you she's need. tiny. That's all you need in a leading man. That's true. They could just put him on a box. I'm sure they do at some point. So I remember the first time I saw this, I did not understand why Toni Collette was in this movie. I didn't get it either. The only thing I'd seen her in was Muriel's Wedding, which if you have not seen, is delightful. It's hysterically funny. 
Um, and then she popped up in Emma, and I was just kind of like, what is she doing as Harriet Smith? I think she's really good as Harriet Smith, but she still just seems kind of out of place casting-wise to me. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think she's not pretty. I mean, I don't want to say she's not pretty enough. I mean, she's a very beautiful woman. But Harriet Smith is supposed to be young, younger than, mm -hmm. younger than Tony Collette, first of all. But I will say Tony Collette does do a very convincing, stupid look. Yeah. <laughs> She's very good at showing that Harriet is ignorant. She's not stupid, right? But she's just very, she is very ignorant. She is not exposed to people or life. She doesn't know how things work or what's appropriate. Here's the letter. So this is a great little montage, I think, about everyone looking at the letter from Frank Churchill. I remember reading, rereading the book for this podcast and thinking, oh, this is great. It's like in the movie, they did a really good job of showing everyone falling all over the sun. Penmanship is confident. And then I think in the book, did somebody say it's a little more feminine or something? Was mm. it Knightley or somebody that I like throws shade <laughs> on, the, on the handwriting? I like how Emma has this little like half over dress thing going, half house coat. The, a it's a little, it's called a pelisse. It's a little less formal, right? Because she's at her own home. Oh, I suppose. It's a weeknight. What is a weekend? <laughs> As Duchess, the Grantham would say, <laughs> the Dowager Duchess. Everything is so soft focus, right? It's that romance. Yeah. That romance filter. Mm -hmm. I need to get that for my life. And this is the part where Harriet says, I don't have parents or I don't know my parents. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how scandalous, but yet everybody's like, oh yeah, she's just an illegitimate daughter of a... Well, they pretty much knew, right? I mean, everybody knows everything about everyone before they even yeah, arrive in town. So they must have known. Total mean girl move here, where they put up the parasols. Oh God, this is hysterical. This is one of the things that they translate it to a modern audience and they add a little bit of physical comedy to it. Mm-hmm. When, the, uh, we, when we already knew Miss Bates was kind of annoying, but now we know how Emma's just kind of like, ugh, Miss Bates. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love the, the detail in the book where Mr. Martin goes eight miles to pick walnuts for her just mm -hmm. because she, he knows she likes them. That's when you figure out he's a, he's a mensch. Yeah. To use the language of your people. <laughs> oh my god, Kristen. Sorry. So, here's my question. If you compare, say, this movie to Northanger Abbey, this seems like such a much more idealized version. 
of Regency England. You know, they're in this beautiful apple orchard and everything's perfect and like we said, the South Focus. In Northanger Abbey, you really feel that Bath is a real city. It's dirty, people are kind of rude to each other, and it just feels more realistic to me. Absolutely. Well, and I think the contrast is these people are, I mean, it used to be the mark of success that you lived in the country, yeah. right? And these people are very rural, and they don't have the stink of London or Bath. They don't have the problems of living in the big city. So maybe it's actually purposeful, too. It's showing that Emma has kind of lived this idealized, perfect life. And she's grown up in this kind of Hartfield bubble. Yes. Oh, here comes Robert Martin. Why does everyone look good in these? Oh, in these outfits? silly like the high waisted yeah, breeches and the bridges. waistcoat. He's cute. He's cute. I think they did a good job casting a guy. He looks like a normal like, guy. Where she he she says. You know, I thought him very plain at first, but I do not think so now. He's like a normal looking guy. He's very cute when he smiles. Yes. He is like someone you would meet in real life and just be like, he's adorable. Adorbs. Adorbs. Super adorbs. I don't know if I'd say super. No, he's very adorable. But I enjoy how he says, oh, blast. Like, he's a little bit lower class and that gives you like a, a hint to it. Oh, here's where they're underneath that awning. A beautiful awning. And doing... Emma starts to plant the seeds. Cross-stitch. What is this that they're doing? Yeah, some kind of I don't stitching. know sewing. We don't know. We're not women enough to know. <laughs> I reject your <laughs> gender stereotypes. But see, I have to like Tony Collette, though, because she's a ginger. But then, of course, they made the ginger the, like, total silly person. Is she a real ginger? I think she is, actually. Oh, okay. Pretty much every movie I've ever seen her in, she's been She's either blonde or ginger. I mean, I think her hair is beautiful in this movie, like, the way that they do it. Mm-hmm. She's just not... We should pay attention and see if she starts to wear her hair more like Emma does oh, yeah. as the movie goes on. <laughs> Emma's hair is all the way up here, and... Harriet's is like she has sort of has pulled back from her face, but it's in a ponytail, and I think that's also supposed to make her look less mature, younger. And younger. Yeah, and her boobs are looking good. And Emma's is like perfectly coiffed, <laughs> each pin, each curl pinned. But she has a lady's maid. That's right. And Harriet surely does does not have the same caliber lady's mm-hmm. maid. All those curls. Oh man, I wish I could get my hair to look like that. I know, right? All I need is an actual makeup and hair artist. I know, every day. And a budget of millions. Why don't we have that? I need a really good weave. It's the future. No, weave. It's the future, Maggie. Like, why do we not all look fantastic all the time? It bothers me how the awning comes in front of Gwyneth's face as the camera pans around. But, but see, I think that's symbolic, too. Because she's, she's not being truthful. Oh. You are so smart. And I love this scene because Emma is just decorating. Oh, these are the apples they picked, right? Yeah. It's just, just decorating the church. Like, what is this for? Like a fall festival or something? It, it, it's, is this bird? Are they doing like the Wicker Man? <laughs> There's all these like hail, bay, uh, sorry, hay bales everywhere. I can't talk. And I love, Oh, okay. So Mr. Elton gives her the idea to draw the portrait. And I love how he's like, an idea has dropped into my mind, surely from heaven itself, like God cares about whether Emma draws a portrait of Harry. What else is happening in the world right now, Mr. Elton, that you think God gives two shits about Harry? <laughs> she is doing her little Grecian She pose. looks so bored. Poor thing. Can you imagine how awful it would be to sit for portraits back portrait. then? No. Hours and hours. I don't even have the 
patience for a Polaroid. Oh, I know. I don't even have the patience for when my camera, like, it takes the picture and you click on it to look at it and you have to wait three seconds for it to switch modes oh, to I show know. you. Oh, I know. The attention span of goldfishes. Oh, here's where he says, incredible. Incredible. She would you not have captured it. her completely. Is this when she would not own it? Yes. Knightley comes into the scene. Well, she's basically drawn a stick figure at this, uh, yeah. this part. And he's like, it's fantastic. Oh, and he gets this little line, no husbands or wives. At present, this would us. Aw, he's so bad at flirting, too. He's terrible at it, and that's one of the reasons why she doesn't get it, yeah. that it's for her. It's because it's all fake. If anyway. he touched her shoulder when he said that or something, she'd catch she on. She would get it, it, but... Yeah, but Emma would not own it. It's kind of like Frank Churchill, right? How it's fake courtship, and that's why she doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Knight- Knightley just said, you have made her too tall. Oh, she's just so pretty in this. Gwyneth Paltrow, I just... Uh... So lucky. Blessed. Her mother, Blythe Danner, she looks a lot like her. Her mother was beautiful, too. Only wants a suitable frame. Mr. Elton, <gasps> I will take Elton on Cummings. this task Elton for you. Cummings is so <laughs> slimy when you, like, stand, he stands up into the... But slowly rises into, into the, the frame. frame. <laughs> He's like a snake. Slithering into their lives. Oh, he has forwards on the. Do you think Mr. Elton would have been a Slytherin? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he's all for what he can get. That's true. But you don't know that at first. He's always like a secret Slytherin. He's a secret Slytherin. You think he's a Hufflepuff, and then it's like, oh, no. I think Harriet Smith is a Hufflepuff. Totally. And I don't mean that. I Okay, first of all, I need to say that I love Hufflepuffs. (laughs) I'm a Gryffindor with occasional Slytherin-like tendencies, but I wish I could be a Hufflepuff because they are the best because people. Because of our pets. They are the best people. <laughs> they are. They are hard workers. Here is where Robert Martin proposes, it, by letter, bad idea. It was a very well-written letter, though. It was. Is it a good letter? It was a good letter. It was a good letter. It was a good letter. When Harriet says in the book, is it too short, Emma feels embarrassed for her bad taste mm-hmm. because... You know, and that's one of the moments where it's like, Emma, you know that this girl. But Emma is not doesn't your know. That's the equal. thing. She just is like gets caught up in her own drama and her own life and doesn't. It would be interesting to make a argument about how Emma is kind of a sociopath at times, where people, <laughs> you know, what if you were going to make an Emma, it would be really interesting to give her like a huge dollhouse that she would occasionally interact with. Because then you could have, where like, she kind of views the people who are lower than her in social status as, like, pieces she can move around. But she's just not smart enough to do it well. She's not smart enough to do it well. She's not or informed enough. Yeah, like you were saying, she doesn't have all the information. As a woman, yeah, as a young woman, she is not given the opportunity to get all the information she needs. She's living in a little bit of a fantasy world because of the bubbles she's in, first of all. Mm -hmm. Being wealthy and thought to, you know, taught to think a lot of herself anyway. Right. This it's is, a good thing she does have um, Mr. Knightley, though, because he is, he will call her out on her bullshit and pretty much other people won't. And she, she knows when he's right. And, you know, watching this scene where Gwyneth insinuates herself into Harriet Smith's mind, well, it's much more insidious when you're watching it, doesn't it? He, 
Yes, and and you know, I do appreciate where she's like, it's not my place to intrude. You have to decide for yourself. So clearly, Harriet Smith is a little bit on the fence. I mean, she's not like, this is the man I love. Yeah, I'm she said, like, is it a good one or is it not? What should I do? I mean, yeah. she doesn't. But, I mean, Harriet Smith isn't really a strong-minded, oh, here's, here's your scene, scene with the archery. She's got the arrow. She's got the arrow. Well, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that her being like, "Well, you should choose, dear. You should." Make, it's like when my mother says, "Well, you should just make up your own mind." But I've told you what I think you should do. <laughs> <laughs> the hints are so heavily. I love you, mom. She totally listens to this, by the way. I need to be careful. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, so they are literally firing barbs at one another and firing arrows. Stupid cupids. Trying to hit a target. That was awful, Kristen. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you have some more wine, dear? Uh, I think that's a bad idea. (laughs) I hope you're not the only man to admit. Do you think that Emma has a special archery dress? Mm. How it's all pinned up. up Yeah, it like can bustle. That pink. She's all in pink. That um that book we re- you read about ho- Jane Austen in Hollywood, mm-hmm. there's an essay in there that talks how she's a celibate, like a goddess, right? Like one of the celibate goddesses of ancient Rome where she's above this love thing. And here she's styled in a way that's like very innocent and, and pure. Well, the, 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 the clothing style back then was based on that's Grecian, true. Grecian and, and Roman columns. I mean, that was the whole point of it, right? Mm-hmm. Do not comprehend it because it is madness. Mansplain. <laughs> you so handsome. Emma. I love the camera. Yeah. Pants cool, so close. Emma. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Knightley. You wrote her answer, didn't you? <laughs> well, and let's just do the whole podcast of Kristen just like talking. I, I love it. Do the whole, I love it. You could probably do it. All <laughs> lines. Oh, she's just so pretty here. Look at her. That curl, that one curl. <laughs> He's so handsome. I love a good cravat. I tried to show a clip of this movie to a friend the other day who was not convinced, and I held back because of that that part where he does say Emma and mm-hmm. it pans in. But we who understand their dynamic find that yeah. adorable. But I feel like modern feminists would get a little put off yeah. by that. That's why we have to interpret. We talked well. We talked about this a lot in our previous podcast about Emma, where yes, he mansplains and does all this stuff, but she holds her own. She doesn't back down. She's not a Fanny Price character. She totally stands up to him and gives him back just as well. And they're both wrong. <laughs> In, their own In way. most of the fights they have, they're both wrong. He is not always right. He happens to be correct in this she was a fool to turn down Mr. Mark, but we have already covered He's overly harsh on Harriet. He is. And when she, when he says vanity working on a weak mind produces every kind of evil, it's a double meaning because yeah. overall in the story, her vanity. Oh my God, he's talking about <laughs> both of them. I would take him more seriously if he wasn't wearing that puffy shirt. You know what? That shirt's amazing. <laughs> it, no, but it's okay because he's got the super tight vest with it. Oh, this is a line that's so easy to hate. He just said it. It's Better to be without sense than misapplied. Don't kill my dogs, Emma. Try not to kill my dogs. <laughs> when I took my high school boyfriend to see this movie afterwards, he was, was like, it was funny. Who was your high school boyfriend? His name was Steve. And he was oh, like, okay, I thought it was it funny. It wasn't the one I was hoping. And I was like, what, was, what part was funny? And he was like, I love the line, try not to kill my dogs. And I, I was like, yes. <laughs> he also actually just really liked Gwyneth. So then She's I, very good in this. I mean, no, he, I mean like the way she looks. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> 
thin and blonde. Hmm. I feel like Jeremy Northam is sitting with his arms crossed like that to hide the fact that he's got a puffy shirt on. No, he's not. <laughs> Look at his puffy shirt. He's wearing a tight vest. He's not hiding. The, he's holding, crossing his arms because he's put out with That's her. Right. His, their body language in this scene is very obvious that they are in the middle of a fight. When she sort of looks away and closes mm-hmm. I do that all the time, by the way. You kind of suck in your cheeks. You're like, ugh, I can't even. Pursed lips, tilted head. Oh, really? It's like when Lizzie says, astonish me. <laughs> That's such a great line. Oh, man. I could write a love letter to every line of that movie. I would say Emma's very good at sarcasm, too. I dig it. You tend to be smart. You can... Smart people are very good at sarcasm. sarcasm. I'm I'm slowly pushing Kristen's chair into the wall. Here's Elton clapping endlessly for the painting. Bravo. It's not bad. It's very nice. It's I very can pleasant. see how this is misdirection. Like, it's a painting of Harriet, but Emma painted it. Yeah. They kind of tried to do it in Clueless with the photographs. The yeah. picture you took. It's like, this is much more convincing than mm-hmm. that. I mean, you you can understand why Harry, why they think he's interested in Harriet. This is such a good slam. Your, your entire personality is a riddle, Mr. Knightley. I thought you overqualified. <laughs> like, the, the writer of this, Douglas McGrath, I guess... Did a good job of putting in little bon mots um, that seem in character with Emma and Knightley. Even though that one wasn't in the book, it was. it's so good that sometimes I think of it and think, oh yeah, it's in the book. Now, I don't have any experience with this, but it seems to me that it would be very unusual for a woman of Emma's uh, wealth to drive herself places. She just kind of hops in the uh, wagon there and oh, yeah. the barouche or whatever it is and just kind of drives herself around. I like she that. Does. She is independent. That's like a very good point. I never even thought about that. She's like, oh, I got a letter for Harriet. Let me bring about the wagon. And she, she doesn't does, even, it's not she even a carriage. Yeah. But she does hand the reins immediately to the servant waiting yes. at the well, gate. Yeah, right. This know. is the Goddards then. Mm-hmm. Right. So they are now puzzling. Oh, this is Mr. Elton's riddle. Yes. And Harriet does not get This is like me with uh, riddles. I don't, I'm not good at it. She's so dumb. Tony Collette does a good job of <laughs> oh, doing a she's dumb like, face. Um, oh, I'm so dumb. Um, a trident? No. A mermaid? Do you think we shall ever know? And Emma's like, dear. <laughs> Court ship. Okay, but you've totally done this with your friends when you were in high school. And, like, a boy sent you a letter. So now it's all text, right? Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? You're cool. K-E-W-L. Do you like me or like, like me? Check yes or no. Did you see what he, did you see what he said to her in the cafeteria? He carried her tray. Oh, my God. Do modern millennials go to a cafeteria? Is it at all in They still have cafeterias. I'm just kidding. They just open up their Domino's app and order pizza <laughs> to be delivered to the school. Oh, now they're all happy because they Aww. think Elton loves Oh, poor people. Now we're visiting Oh, that's people. right. Like, Emma needs to come to my house and make <laughs> me soup. Or bring me soup because I don't even know. I love how they show Harriet's discomfort. Yes. And Emma is not uncomfortable And that's exactly how I would be. I would be the Harriet in this situation. I always feel like the Harriet. Like, I don't know what to do. This is the scene, though, and you're like, okay, she is a, actually a wonderful... Emma a is actually person. a wonderful person. She just takes off her shawl. She starts getting dinner ready. She tucks in the old lady. Like, she's very kind. And she feels at ease. But she's known these people basically her entire life. But still. 
uh, this is a Republican, private charity will take care of everything sort of economy. Mm-hmm. But that's the way it was. Yeah. These are her tenants, right? Her yeah. father's tenants. Yeah. I'm always afraid I'll somehow make a sick person worse. That's exactly how I feel. I'm dumb, Harriet. Well, I, my thing with sick people is I tend to bring them things and then make myself scarce. Because when I'm sick, I kind of mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. You just feel like crap. You don't really want people hanging out, right? Plus, you'll get them sick. Oh, yeah. She's talking about How do we get to Mr. Elton's house? How do we need to contrive a reason to go in? This is where she talks about she has no inducements to marry. This is great. The celibate goddess. Well, she's right. I have property. I have fortune. I don't need... I have position. I don't need anything from a man. She's such a strong woman. She can't imagine submitting to a Mm -hmm. man's will. And the reasons why women marry don't really apply to her. No, the economic reasons don't apply. The Title, social she standing reasons don't apply. She can only marry for love. Really, the I mean, I feel like, what are we rating this podcast? Because really the only thing she would need a man for, she can take care of. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow. That's Kevin coming through. Oh, Kevin. Kevin. We miss you, Kevin. Kevin's in Idaho. Does Kevin listen to the podcast? No. Really? I'm sure he doesn't. He was on it and he doesn't I'm even gonna listen I'm to gonna it. I'm going to wait to see. We'll see. We'll, we'll test see if it to see if he All right, we will report back, gentle listeners, of course, and let his, you know. his excuse will be, I didn't have a copy of Emma, so I couldn't listen yeah. to your podcast because I couldn't watch it. Well, I, <laughs> we need to have him back on, though, because he's so funny. Um, she's trying to play up Harriet's. I like Alan Cummings' curly hair in this, though. I'd forgotten that he has this, like, wonderful... I like men with curly hair. What you like is men with a beard. I do like beards. Beardos. <laughs> None of these men have beards. I guess that wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> you don't really get to the spectacular facial hair until later in the 1800s. So you would have been so happy with Ambrose Burnside. Too Who bad the he, hell is that? Too bad he was such a bad general. He's a Civil War general. Oh, oh. Ah. Did he have the Burnside burns to match his name? Movies, yeah. If oh, you have not yes. seen the movie Gettysburg, I highly recommend it, if nothing else, for the wonderful facial hair. Oh, my nice yeah, broken. Oh, no, my shoe. Oh, oh dear. Oh. And here comes the little kid. I always feel bad for this little kid. He's on a mission. He's like, his mom is sick. Tell mom to get some broth. <laughs> she, and then she's like, would you really like to play a game? He's like, I know uh, you're not. My I mother's dying. dying. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, crazy lady, would you please just let me get back to my mom? It does look like he's proposing to her. Yes, the way they have it set up. I mean, this is clever. This, he's just holding on to this child. They need to, I mean, this is a movie method of building suspense. I mean, yeah. this moment where they laugh about celery root is not in the book. But um, they do a good job. Look at this beautiful country tableau. Oh, I though. know, and the lights, the gorgeous. <gasps> Here's the cute little baby. That is an adorable baby. Oh my god, baby. she's adorable and she's adorable in Emma's is he a gin- Is she a ginger? I think she is a ginger. <gasps> Give me that baby. <laughs> that baby is now 20 years old. Oh, it's weird. It's like time travel, that's your baby. So like you time travel back in time for your baby to be in this movie. Wow. Here's weird. Jeremy Northam in his blue if I ever tails. Can tr- if I can ever trick someone into impregnating me. His tight vest and his cravat. 
The just man a, can wear a cravat. Yes, right? I love a good cravat. You know who can not wear a cravat is if you're, Yes! Oh my god! I was just gonna say that! Did you hear me starting that sentence? Yeah, you said the only You know the, the only, only and then she beat me to it. Yes, he looks so awkward and uncomfortable. You know why? He has a short neck. Yes, if you have a short neck, it is not your friend. Although I don't know if it's a directorial de- uh, decision on the part of Ang Lee to you make You know what, that's Hugh true. Grant maybe they maybe they made it a thicker cravat, so mm-hmm. it made him look like more But it does and him you a can, disservice. You know what? That is actually an interesting if you look at the costuming of Hugh Grant compared to everyone else, his jackets are a little oversized. The, mm-hmm. the the um the sleeves um of his jacket hang lower on his hand so he oh. always looks slightly uncomfortable. They just shook hands. Come shake hands with me. It's a beautiful. We can moment. agree that this child is it's, gorgeous. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment between them. This is the only line Isabella gets. John gets one line. To, John Knightley gets one line too. Yes, don't they make a splendid pair? They cut, <laughs> they cut out a lot of the John and Knightley dynamics. Rightly so. Yeah, right, it so. kind of slows down everything. Okay, now now we're it's Christmas, right? We are yes. in the carriage. It's snowing. <sighs> we're picking up Mr. Elton in his stupid hat. Leave the hat. Take the cannoli. I, I know. Well, the clergyman. Notice when they're supposed to be sexy, they never wear the hat. <laughs> is is the clergyman hat, was that like a uniform that they had? Would you like right away write and order the clergyman hat? Well, that's an interesting point, and I don't know, but in Mansfield Park, Mary Crawford says, there are no distinctions of dress to tell tales these days when Edmund goes to town, so he doesn't look like a clergyman then. Yeah. But the hat is supposedly part of the uniform when they're... Isn't it interesting how back then, I mean, we have kind of a similar thing here too, but um, how you dressed was so determined by your social status. Yes. And if you were in the military, you wore your uniform all the time. Yeah. Well, I suppose on duty. I don't know. I, don't know. I did love a red coat when I was young. red coat. <laughs> oh, now they're in the carriage, and that this is when the turn happens where he says, but... I would rather fall short by two than exceed by two. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? You're supposed to be missing Harriet right now. I think she does. Emma is like me. She doesn't really appreciate a pun. All right, Miss Taylor. Um, I'm sorry, not Miss Taylor. Whatever her name is now. She needs to rethink that headpiece. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Weston. She's wearing like a flowered headband, folks. It's not mm-hmm. working for me. Yeah, you know the one that doesn't work with me is where she's wearing autumn leaves in her hair. I think that's coming up later. I think that they do things like that to distinguish characters from one another because, I mean, it's a bunch of white people, right? So they kind of all look the same. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay, all right. I'm you, sorry you I will, laughed at your You will often point. find, um, a good example of this is if you like Veronica Mars, you've got Duncan, you've got Logan. Duncan is always in red, in blue and greens, and Logan is always in oranges and browns. And the reason why they do that is so that the audience can distinguish these two same-aged white characters. Duncan has brown hair and Logan has blonde hair. It doesn't hair. matter. Some people right. don't can distinguish uh, features very well. And you can set them apart from each other by what you have them wear. Thank you for being so thoughtful. But she's really thinking, would you just, just leave, leave me, me alone? alone? This is another broad comedy bit that really, to me, fits with the the intent of the story. I think if Austin could watch this particular movie, she would be happy with the broad comedy that was inserted. Mm-hmm. I think so too. It was it's it's gentle enough. It's in the, with her same tenor. 
And that was the end of the letter. And she's like, oh. <sighs> I do want to point out, though, when Emma does these kind of things where she tries to, like, leave me alone, she's always very kind about it. That's true. She's never going to, like, make a... This is why when she makes the joke at Miss Bates' expense, it is so horrible. Because she doesn't do that. Yeah, that's true. She'll just she, be like, could you please get me some punch? Are. Yes. She's well-bred, and she knows mm-hmm. where the boundaries are. That doesn't mean she doesn't want to say all right. these things. But she has the self-control not to. Well, remember, she could not resist that's, in that moment. She could not resist. That's right. That's right. But that's why we like her, too, because she has the devil on her shoulder, just mm-hmm. like we all do. And this scene is interesting, how she and Knightley... This is not really in the book, but she oh, and Knightley are talking, and, he, and Elton sits right in the middle of yeah. them. And it's, he's so slimy in his tiny teacup. <laughs> you know he's totally got whiskey in there. You know what, though? There is nothing worse than a sore throat. I think that's what I texted you. We were texting about my sore throat. It is the pits. You're just miserable the whole time. That's why I didn't want you to visit me. That's why you just eat ice cream just like when you're sick. I get that thing where I compulsively swallow from the post-nasal oh, drip. Oh, yeah. that's, ugh, I hate that. And then you can't sleep. Add that to your Maggie trivia, everyone. This is where they missed out on, because they... Yes, the, the scene with her the father in the snow. And why do, why do not you go? Your father will not be easy. That would have been really great, I think, to I think uh, show another connection. Unfortunately, them. they didn't have time. And I You know what? I would believe that they actually filmed that and then had to cut it. Oh, it would be great if that were in the extras. True Austin. I bet. I bet they did film that, that. and because it goes right from her talking to Elton to them leaving, and and it's clearly been snowing a while. Mm -hmm. So I would believe that they filmed that and then cut it. So she is in the carriage. Whoa! She's in the carriage with Mr. Elton. He jumps over to sit next to her, takes her hand. And I know their mores were different, right? And their social value, you know, what was appropriate was different. But this is still creepy no matter how Oh, yeah. Someone invading your personal space like that, lunging at you, holding your hand. And whisper. ready to die. Ready to die if you refuse me. Faye, you should take note of this speech. <laughs> <laughs> this is how not to propose. He can say this to me. I'd be okay with it. Bay. He's not going to listen to this either. Uh, <laughs> He's not, not here, here unfortunately. I know you all miss him greatly. His we silent, had to move a piece of furniture, <laughs> I know. My astonishment is beyond anything I can express. It is very inappropriate. It is, even if he hadn't. She has not given him the green light in any way. No, even if, even if she knew he was. Yeah, even if Harriet hadn't been in the picture, it would have been. I'm sorry, I keep pushing you over. That's okay. Oh, why else Uh, would I go to London to have your picture framed? It's a picture picture of Harriet. Harriet. Come on, you're the worst. He's, he is he the worst. showed it to his mother. Mm-hmm. What is she supposed to think? Ooh. So my mom just sent me an email that says article on shame and guilt. And that <laughs> is so appropriate. Uh-huh. I can't even. If only someone had sent that to Mr. Elton. Because <laughs> he has he no shame. Feel shame he and has guilt. no shame. That's the problem. He has no shame, right? But what's fascinating in the book about this is that she meditates on how snobbish he is yeah. because he can't he can see the difference between him and Harriet Smith. Well, all she's obsessed with is the difference between herself and him. How dare he presume that he could pr- propose to aspire me? Aspire to me. Whereas Harriet has been aspiring to him in mm-hmm. the class 
Wow, Kristen, you just nailed it. She will manage her disappointment. We're <laughs> trying to move this keyboard around silently and it's just not improving. It's such a misunderstanding of comic proportions. With all the Austin I watched, you would think my British accent would be better. It is pretty bad. It's it's in it's the, the pits. Mine's pretty bad though too. I mean, you just kind of <laughs> well, don't it. try to get Kevin to do one. Well, have you ever like, heard a British person try to speak American? They oh, always they can't sound do like it. they're from Texas. Oh, they can't do it, or they can't do it at all. Or they just they go their arms. No, he puts his hat so... on. This is his angry hat. Ugh. I'm putting my angry hat on. But try to do try, try to get Kevin to do a British accent. He's always like, "Hello, Governor." <laughs> Oh, okay. here she is, and Next she's time. just arranging. Mrs. Weston is just arranging flowers, too, in this weird thing, this weird oh, ceramic Oh, my mom thing. has one of those. Oh, what is that? It's a Chinese thing. A Chinese thing. They're both it's Chinese. It's, it's Chinese porcelain. You know, back then they always brought that shit back oh, from the right. East. The Orient. Yeah. Oh. But notice how they're both in khakis in this scene. Because they're both muted, right? They're muted. So that's interesting that you point out she was arranging flowers because Mrs. Weston is always associated with flowers or the leaves in her hair. She's always associated with these natural elements. And it's to show the, the priv their privilege, too. Mm -hmm. They live in this world where they're just smelling the roses all the time. Mm -hmm. They have nothing to do but ruin other people's lives. Now Emma's like, why am I so dumb? Mm -hmm. To be fair, she does feel bad about it. You know, she's like, why yes, am I so stupid? She knows she missed it. That's what separates her from Mrs. Elton. Like, you made that point in yeah. the earlier podcast. Like, that's what a mean girl looks like. Yeah. When she screws up, she feels bad about it. and she. So I actually think the woman they cast as Mrs. Weston looks a lot like Polly Walker. This is about to get confusing. That's also a problem. I hate it when movies do that. That's why they always put stupid shit in her hair, so that when Jane Fairfax comes around, you can tell them <laughs> like I'll tell them apart. I'm serious. They do that. They have to distinguish these characters. William Cox to put... <laughs> Emma, like, take, a, take a break. God. Yeah. Get another hobby. She's trying to fix her problems by more yeah. of the same behavior. Well, we all know. It shows she that. hasn't matured yet. Yeah, we all have done that. It's like throwing good money after bad, right? When you gamble. Yeah. Or it's like, I should just eat this whole box of cookies now because then they won't be around to tempt me later. <laughs> or maybe that's just me. <laughs> okay, so now we're in Mrs. Goddard's house, which is very different in appearance than Mrs. Weston's. This is beautifully framed. Mm, you can yeah. tell it's still the holidays because they have these beautiful um, winter, natural, like, Fruit and bat and evergreen. It's like very colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, Kristen and I both went to William and Mary, and they do all authentic Christmas decorations um, in colonial Williamsburg, and they do these beautiful arrangements with evergreens and um, apples and pineapples, and it's all gorgeous. And I just noticed that detail for the first time here. So Emma in this scene is explaining to Harriet that she really screwed up and that Mr. Elton was not interested in her. You know, Harriet is a very nice person because she forgives Emma a lot. I just think that's a beautiful scene for that reason. Because, you know, even though she doesn't have the mental resources to help get herself over Mr. Elton, mm -hmm. she doesn't hold it against Emma. 
And But Emma is very sincere in her apologies. If someone comes to you and they've messed up and they are con- very sincere and clearly have been beating themselves up about it, you know, oh, she says, I could never blame you. If a dream did possible. I love this line. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, Emma is seated in a very low chair. Yes, Harriet, than Harriet is in almost like a throne-like chair, and it's very much that Emma is the supplicant to her. She is begging her forgiveness. She puts her head in her lap. And she kisses her It's very hands. beautifully staged. This movie is very beautifully staged. I would be lucky to resemble you in any small mm-hmm. way. Do you ever have that moment with a friend? Puppies! Like, sorry. They're oh, in the kennel sorry. playing with What the we puppies. have to talk about is that there are puppies. I got distracted. Do I ever have that moment <laughs> with a friend? What? Do you ever have that moment with a friend where you think you have them pegged and then they say something or do something and, and you do have that feeling of like, I will never be as awesome as you. I don't know. I'm Maybe sure that I have. I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate that mm-hmm. I have amazing friends. And um, yeah, my one of my best friends, Chris, he is... He and his partner, Kent, are constantly, I shouldn't even say surprising me, I've known them so long, but they're constantly surprising me by their generosity and how much they're willing to do when I need something. And it's just like that, you just, you'd be like, I have a huge favor, I can't believe I have to ask, and it's just like, just tell me when you mm-hmm. need me to show up. And it's no problem. Yeah. Oh, that they're, they're at Miss Bates. Miss Bates. Oh, is this, so they don't have the part in the movie, though, where they see Mr. Knightley, right? And she halloos oh, halloos down. I wish they did. Um, but no, Emma's like, there's only one place I know where you will not be able to talk about Mr. Elton. Indeed, you may not be able to talk at so, all. So what we're talking about, kind of the broad comedy, is in this scene where I think Gwyneth's facial expression, she gets excited, and then she's like, oh, God. And then she'll just smile when they look at her, and then her face <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Let me get you some cake. Miss ba- the Miss whoever plays Miss Bates, I could look her up, but she just does a great job I because yeah. you get that she's annoying, but she's so delightful. I feel blessed in my life by these character actors who come into Austin and they're amazing. Miss Bates is one. Also, the lady who plays Mrs. Jennings is another. Mm-hmm. And Miss Bates, she's so dotty in such a lovable way, and it's a hard thing to pull off. And today, as you must know, is Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> And Emma's just trying to get, like, the, the cookie that's on the plate, and, like, it's Thursday. This is a perfect example of the story that somebody thinks is funny, and it's not at all funny. Yeah, but you gotta read the room, Miss Bates. You know, you can tell when you're telling a story, people just aren't and, and you try to make it better by, like, laughing a lot, that's what she's doing. Like, but it's Thursday. If only we could see our audience who listens to the podcast to know when they are not interested. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a trainer, and I hate doing WebEx trainings for that reason, because you can't tell. Yeah. But anyway. And might uh, you summarize the letter? I know. And she, like, sadly <laughs> eats sadly a piece of banana bread. She's <laughs> like, God, here it comes. I love the letters. They, they, the when people would write letters, they were like books. You would open it, and it was crosshatched. Do you remember yeah. saw in that in that museum? It was crosshatched. It's very interesting. It's not just like one page. There's a line they're in separated. The, yeah, there's a line in the book too where she, where she's talking about how can you, Hetty, how can you make out that cross that chicken mm-hmm. scratch or whatever because Jane crosses the page. Um, oh, and there I love, she is. Yeah, there's Polly Walker. Oh yes, I've enjoyed my time here. This journey was very nice. But and you notice how elegant the scene changes are in this movie where. She's in the same exact chair. You must sit right where you are, and you must say, and then all of a sudden, in the next scene. I wish they'd done like Star Wars where they do the sweep. Oh, the wipe! (laughs) (laughs) 
and then then Emma's crouching in the corner (laughs) with her like laser gun. (laughs) Um, it's a blaster and a trash compactor. (laughs) She's like Jane Fairfax, save me! (laughs) In the trash compactor. Yeah, I get it. Where she says she wouldn't tell me anything about Jane. So Knightley and Emma are in some kind of conservatory, perhaps. Oh, and she's like planting again. Like I just rewatching this. It's just there's so Emma and the female characters are just always the wealthy people are always surrounded by all this like beautiful nature. I mean, this is what they do with their time. Yeah, God, I'd be so bored. Yeah, I know. That's why they have to gossip. Hmm. I know. You know, I always like news. You know who I would have been? I would have been Beth in Sense and Sensibility, who gets knocked up by Willoughby when she's like eighteen because Uh, she's just like super bored. Well, we know you can't keep it. Hey, my mother will listen to this. In a state of complete shock. Oh, I love this scene where Harriet comes. She's she's, on. They do it realistically where she's like, her hair is all messed up. It looks like she's in Diagon Alley. I love how they kept Ford's and she says, Mr. Ford? Mr. Ford. (laughs) Both names. Are they brothers? And there's Mr. Martin and his sister. She hides. So she hides. It's so cute. Oh, but they totally spotted her. And now it's awkward. I know. I just feel for her so much because she clearly doesn't have the skill set to. But to she's deal very. With. She's very gracious. She's very. Know? She's very sweet, but she's very shy, which is probably better in this situation. Yeah. But Elizabeth Martin has so much more like mm-hmm. social skill than she does in this. Scene. Well, but Elizabeth Martin comes from a large family, and interacts. You have to remember, Harriet grew up in a. Home for wayward girls or whatever. She's you know, a she's parlor a homeschooled. Border. She's homeschooled. She's a parlor border. <laughs> In the Mrs. Goddard's house. This is a delightful shop. I want to know. I want to go to Ford's. Maybe Mr. Maybe one of the Mr. Ford's is her father because it was revealed that he was a tradesman. Right? Where's Arnie? <laughs> I keep him in my hand. <laughs> oh my god, he's like popped out of my bag and now he's talking. He's going on. We love you, Arnie. <laughs> Do you have like a red phone next to the computer <laughs> that connects phone. directly to Arnie when you have questions? You know Arnie doesn't listen to podcasts. Yes, he does. Now that he's been on it, Arnie, if you've been, if you're listening to this, post something on Twitter. I love her face when Emma says. So you now their situation is reversed, well. though. Do you notice this? Now Emma oh, is in a slightly yes. higher chair, and, and Harry is like on a stool. Her face in Emma's knees, mm-hmm. and yes. And she's like, do make me comfortable again. It's true that they do have a give and take in their friendship. I yeah, well, it's usually when Emma has to apologize for screwing up like, Harriet's yeah. life completely. Oh, and Harriet's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Which it is was no... awfully kind to this Yeah, and she, I love how she plays the harp, too, mm-hmm. like, as she walks away. Yep. Just showing her triviality. <laughs> And, how she and of course it fits right in with the score. She doesn't have the mental discipline to focus her thoughts. Oh, okay. So here's Emma in her lovely yellow oh, dress driving, driving herself her. in the wagon. You know what's going to happen. She, and she gets is, stuck in the water. This is why you don't is, drive across standing water, people. 
you're gonna get stuck, and then the rescue workers have to come out and get you. I don't love this scene. I'm like, I get this that they had to up. do a comedic thing, yeah. but I hate Frank Churchill being like, well, here we go. He's about it. to come in here. You'll yeah. just have to live There here. he is. Oh, oh my god, I can't. And oh. the moment where you see him with that wig. Oh, the wig. It's just. Oh, the wig. Just, do you think that actually? It's a wig. It's gotta it's, be. Oh, he wouldn't grow his hair out for this. Oh, bullshit. it's disgusting. Oh, God. The darker forces that work here. You know what? If they let him use a Scottish accent, it would have been tolerable. <laughs> Something has happened to the wheel and I cannot move. Mm. Bye bye. I feel like it. Bye bye is such a disgusting thing to say. Immediately removes all the sexual attraction, attraction latent sexual attraction we might have had going. It was, it it's was very good for his character, though, because Frank Churchill is very. It's he would. Flip. He would quip and, like, oh, pretend to leave her, but then he comes he's back. glib. Oh, I know as well as my own. She is Miss Woodhouse. Well spotted. <laughs> this is this is very rings very true to me. Um, where, especially like when I meet Bay's family or he meets my family, and you just talk about, oh, we've heard so much about you. Like they, yeah, the person right. knows everything about you already, especially if they know you from Facebook. Oh, I know. And they know everything about your life. And these people had nothing to do but gossip about one another. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he felt the same way about Miss Woodhouse as Miss Woodhouse felt about Jane Fairfax, where he's like, ugh, people won't stop talking yeah. about her. Because every, everyone's trying to make a match with me and this country bumpkin But he knows. Hungary. He's so smart. I bet he had already, he had already planned out that he was going to hit oh, on her. You yeah. know he did. He's like, she's the perfect... Uh, he's a bad person. Oh, you know what, though? I guess I have to adopt my usual Frank Churchill apologist. We don't have to fight. We can live in harmony. Let's share a Coke. <laughs> I don't drink full sugared soda this day. You might as well just pour poison oh, down my throat. Here's Emma sad because she wasn't invited to the Coles. Now her snobbery is going to yes. work against her. But really, they should have invited me. Yeah. You know, snobs get there. But this come is this in. is true. Yeah, this is true. There are. I, I mean, everyone can relate to this, right? Like, you didn't wildly want to go, but the fact that you're excluded, you're like, look well, at the picture how, of Emma as a baby. Oh, the, everyone else got invited. Yeah, baby. well, that's true. Her dad looks like a monk here. I know, with a dressing outfit, gown yeah. and powdering cap. He's so oh, cute. Oh, then he turns around and you see he's got he's tights like, on. I don't know. I never pay any attention to the male. I love the orange trees. Look how rich they must have had to be to, like, mm-hmm. have these orange Potted orange trees. Why do they not write? <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish them to hope false. Perhaps they must know. They know I must reject them. <laughs> I can relate to this. Another my brain amazing does things. My brain does change. crazy things like this. Oh, I know. And that's all you can think about. Just, this so is the scene with her stupid uh, leaves in her hair. Mm-hmm. They're so distracting and Here's me. the piano forte. And I think it was wise for them, for the movie, to make Frank the person who suggests Mr. Dixon. Mm-hmm. Even though in the book it makes sense that Emma is a mean girl. A lady never mentions the presence or absence of money, mm. which is why she elides her point. I need to pay attention to when Emma wears a print or a solid. I think she only wears prints when she's very casual. So funny. 
So many years ago, I read an article about how to tell if you're obsessed with Pride and Prejudice, the 95 adaptation. Mm -hmm. It's because you made a chart color coordinating the characters' moods with their costumes. Uh, well, that is another <laughs> good example, too, is that Emma does not repeat costumes. Mm -hmm. She always has a new dress. In Pride and Prejudice, they have maybe like 10, I guess, but you yeah. see the same outfit multiple times. And I that love is, it. I love that they do that because I love that's that how too. it is. It's more realistic. And I really, I mean, they were not. Uh, endlessly rich, the uh, the girls. Yeah. Now the Emma girls. would have a different gown, probably. All from Fords, of course. Of course. But who makes them? She must have her own. That's a dressmaker. Dressmaker. His hair is just I can't. Oh, oh my god! I can't, I can't wait for them to hair. sing. It's gonna be so great. Oh my god! This is where he's imparting his suspicions. Maybe we should unplug Mr. the headphones Dixon. and just play. No, because then people who are actually watching it with the movie will be annoyed. No. But, ugh, I wish we could play them singing. Especially, I wish you could see Ewan McGregor's face when he sings. Can you sing? It's... Can you sing the Did You Not Hear My Lady part for a few lines? Oh, oh I don't actually know the song. That they oh, sing. man, I've seen this so many times. I could sing it. I could sing something from Moulin Rouge for sure. <laughs> oh, great Moulin Rouge. Come what me. Come on, yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, no. oh my dear, this is where Mrs. West, oh my dear, Mr. Knightley and Jane Fairfax are a couple. <gasps> and Emma still does not make the connection mm -hmm. that she loves him. I love her face when she talks about Jane Fairfax. Ugh. Ugh. Jane Fairfax. Mrs. Mrs. Weston, do not take the matchmaking. You do it ill. I love it, Emma. Take it up and I This is this is cute too because it also shows um, they're gossiping together like they are girls and they are friends. They were best friends and there's not much of an age difference between them. She was not. A, she was a shitty governess. You know what? I'm gonna forgive Probably Knightley. Like 15 years. Yeah, of I'm gonna age forgive difference. Knightley for saying that to her at the beginning of the book because she was a shitty governess. Let's be you honest. You know the the row that a governess has to hoe is hard and if you can find a girlfriend because what kind yeah. of girlfriend do you have all right really? here's the singing scene oh jane fairfax oh, looks so depressed they a little they overdo it a little bit later with with knightley looking like oh it's mm -hmm. divine but nothing will be as good as colin firth when lizzie's singing oh, oh my god oh. don't play into the stereotype you know what shut up it's great <laughs> there's nothing the love story is definitely an important part of austin yeah. She's not just, they're not just right. romances, you're but right. romance is. But you're right, I'm understanding that I'm underplaying that facet, because I don't want people to think I'm superficial. Mm -hmm. This is Gwyneth singing, singing, of course, as you know, as you follow Gwyneth's career, she can sing. She was great on Glee. <laughs> oh, here we go, he stands oh, up and he makes that face. What a peacock. Yeah. Look at and her And she's face. just like, oh. Knightley is like, what? Knightley is very disturbed. And Harriet <laughs> Smith is loving it. Harriet Smith is like, have fun. Knightley is like, what the f? f? Oh, Jane Fairfax looks like she's going to throw up or know, murder. No, that's the clue I she's missed. She's going to murder. And then Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Weston are like, they love each other. Except they don't Everyone's delighted except for Jane Fairfax and Knightley. And Knightley, the unacknowledged Knightley. lovers. I love him looking glowering there. Yes. With his... But they're, look at how they're also, okay, and more brilliant staging. 
they are at opposite sides of the room from one another, framing everyone who else is delighted. They're like bookends, sitting there, glowering, shooting daggers. The, oh, he touches the her. glory of golden hair. Yeah, look at his hand on her. Oh, oh he Nile, looks so... Nile is not uh, into like it. He, did look, no. he looked more sad, though, than upset. You know, than mad. He looked sad. <laughs> he did. He, he did. wants to be the one. Oh, he wants to... Oh, golf clap. He's totally it. golf clap. He is <laughs> He's like, I guess I gotta pretend to clap. And now Jane is gonna blow the Oh, away and this is so cold. With her American Idol This is styling. so cold how Frank just leaves her sitting down and goes mm-hmm. to Jane, and she's like, what? But I like it, though, because it's, it's another it's, hint that he does actually like it. It's her. a good hint. I'm glad they included it. And mm-hmm. she's feeling so, like, bereft all and of a sudden. And she's a beautiful singer, of course. <laughs> I wonder if that's really Polly Walker. I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. It sounds like her. Grand! Oh, my God. Rolling the R. She's way better than uh, Ewan. No offense, Ewan. <laughs> And Gaudy Butterflies. <laughs> Gaudy Butterflies is my favorite line of that song. I could do the Love's Fleeting Spells. <laughs> You're a good, Maggie is a trained singer, I am not, so. I'm not trained. Oh, then now they're talking. Fake it till you make it. Oh, he it, makes Kristen. the joke. He makes yeah. it very, very elegant. He knows that's her joke, mm-hmm. and he looks at her like. <laughs> well, as soon as she feels slighted, he comes in. Yes, and makes he sees her. I mean, he's always there for her emotional mm-hmm. support when she needs it. He'll call her out on her bullshit, but he, he is there when she needs it. Loves her. He, he loves Kristen. Peacock, though. That's he very well put. He is very peacocky. I wish that I could recite the dialogue for you all like Kristen can. I don't know. I'm not that smart. I've seen it, this movie. So. I have seen it about four many. times this year, though, because it was just Tons. on HBO while we were reading the book. Mm. Coincidentally. Because I think I and mentioned then, it. And then Mrs. Weston, they can't even, she can't even look at her. She She's gives like, her just uh. like, mm-hmm. She doesn't understand it. Stems so from now it. Frank Churchill is at Hartfield. And he's taking his leave and his uh his aunt called for him is that what happened his uncle his uncle calls for him too early before he can get out what he's trying to say it's interesting this is in the book too and this is why we can be okay with him is because we know he's gonna try to tell her like look i'm engaged to jane fairfax Mm -hmm. he never actually does but he has a moment where he's like i need to tell you this i know you're my friend you know i don't want you to be deceived he can't go through with it because he's interrupted, actually, and he never tries again. But this is what makes me come over to your side of the theory, is that he's he's trying to pr- help but her But he doesn't understand. actually. He wusses out. He could have just whispered it in her ear. I mean, just because the servant comes in and is mm-hmm. like, gotta go. Mm. And oh well like, mm. oh well I guess I can't tell you the truth and how mm. she could think that he was confessing his love where he said you've always mel- felt made me feel like such a friend mm. and, it's not and then really... he shakes her hand or wait is he gonna kiss it oh he's gonna kiss oh, it but they faded but they faded black too early so you don't see it he lo- well he loves me of course she's such a narcissist yeah. that she would think that I do like the part where she's like do I? no I don't really love him no mm. Mm. 
I guess I don't. But this is what I was kind of saying, like Frozen. They didn't have the context. She doesn't have the context yeah. to be like, do you I know, want to be, I, pa- I do a, I wanna be passionate with Even her? people who have the context. I have a friend who is my age. Who, she dated someone for a very long time. And I asked her, I said, do you love him? And she said, I like spending time with him. I don't not love him. And it's just like, she knew. Like, you know that's not the response you're looking for with someone that you've spent years of your life with. Mm. Um, And even that, but she didn't see it until later. That's hard. Yeah, so here's uh, Mrs. Elton. Mrs. Elton is here. She's Juliet Stevenson. is she in any other Austin adaptations? She reads the audiobooks. I'm not sure oh, if she's she? Yes, she reads a lot of audiobooks. I bet that's wonderful. It's fantastic. I always say it was the Garden of England. Oh, so I like is perfect. So because I guess I'm doing the, um, I'm in charge of the like costuming and stuff. Her hair is so fussy. It's oh. all these tight ringlets. It is just so less natural looking than everyone else. It's just, it fit, perfectly fits her character. I love it. You look at her and you know exactly the type of person she is before she even opens her mouth. It's so true. And the back of it only mm-hmm. has like one gigantic stick. It's little pigtails kind yeah, of, like yeah. curl pigtails. It's so yeah. fussy. And then they go into the room where Mr. Woodhouse is He's asleep. He's sleeping. What is wrong with and these people? And she's like, you should try bath and do the world of good. <laughs> and she has to shut him, she has to shut it down she has to, Emma has to border on rudeness to shut this conversation out, but she's offended as she should be. No, well, this woman does not, you. this woman does not take a hint. She, just, she cannot take, what, oh, she snaps. Word for me, you'd have, snap. The best I can't wait for the part where she says, nightly. Nightly? Oh, God, this is my favorite. Fl- I feel like if I could just take all the Austin haters and sit them down and make them watch this scene. Here, they're all yeah. sitting on divans. Drinking tea. Drinking tea. Awkward. It's so oh, awkward. Oh, man, they're with their little pinkies They've run out up. of things to say. They've run out of things to say. And then she shoves a biscuit in her mouth. Oh. That's later. We're gonna get That's later. When in doubt, flatter. And this is from the book, My Friends Say So. <laughs> My Friends Say yeah. So. It's such a transparent. Is this when she says you should start a music club? This is when we should start a musical club. <laughs> and I was like, before it was great to your room here. <laughs> The world is not necessary to me because I'm blessed with so many resources. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but she holds her stomach, like, not even her heart. She's, like, in my belly. There's a musical oh, club. <laughs> and Emma's like, oh, dear God, I'd rather die. <laughs> I expect her to run out and b- jump through the window. It's such a double meaning. Mm-hmm. See, Emma has to express herself through double meaning. And Mr. Allen's not getting it. He looks confused. And I love what they do where he can never talk. That's not yeah. really in the book, but it's a be- it's a beautiful directorial decision. You but know. now it's awkward again. I lo- oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And the clock it's chimes. It's just how it is. This is how you, know, you feel. The clock chimes and everything's quiet mm-hmm. in those older homes. Everyone's trying to think of something to say. She shoves a biscuit. She puts it back. She, she puts took a bite yeah. out of it and puts mm-hmm. it back. Who does and then that, that sound. Mm-hmm. Oh. We met the Westons. Mm. <laughs> He's already a favorite. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's good because people who aren't watching. But that's just like such a bitchy thing to say. 
so people don't know how much I dislike her. I do not adopt that philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. This is a beautiful scene too and I love her. I love Mrs. Elton's hat. It's this green and purple reflective fabric. Yes. And then the 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 colors of her costumes are always much more saturated and Emma's always in like pastels or a light color. Very tasteful. Um, Mrs. Elton is always in like a bright red or this like brash green because it's like her personality. And her hat's ridiculous. She looks like the hat that Sally Field wears when she's the flying nun. Ha! A strong breeze could carry her away. (laughs) She's talking about Jane Fairfax. She has this obsession with Jane Fairfax and helping her. And it's all because hanging out with Jane Fairfax and she's poor offsets her own wealth. Well, I mean, Jane Fairfax is to Mrs. Elton as Harriet is to Emma. That's true! Boom. That is true. This blew my fucking mind. This blew my damn I live to serve Kristen. Oh, this is where they're all together and the goldfish are in bowls. They're so tranquil. Yeah. The set design and everything is so tranquil. There's always things on pedestals around them. There's always these machinations going on socially and everything's so tranquil. So somebody, do you think they leave these goldfish out there all the time, or does someone go out there and set them up? Goldfish when they're gonna be in really the should not live without aerated bubbles. I don't think they can live that long. Maybe they just dump them in there for the party. <laughs> Knightley is very his uh, um, body language is very interesting in this scene. He's lounging; his legs are crossed, one on uh, like perpendicular to each other. He's very comfortable among the two of he's them. He's almost aggressively comfortable. Yeah, like he's sh- he's man spreading. You he's know when guys do that in the metro? He is. He really is. He lacks, she lacks an open temper. Emma could not but rejoice to hear that she had a fault. Mm. <laughs> in this scene in the book, Mrs. Weston and Emma are pressing on each other's feet. Emma returned uh, her friend's yeah. pressure with interest. Every time he says something, Every time he react. says something, they press each other. Well, the way they're doing it here, they just exchange glances. <laughs> And now he's like, oh, oh I, I see. So what is something to do? She's getting a little to escape from this very <laughs> uncomfortable conversation. And they both come to different conclusions. Yeah. He's so obsessed with not being in love with her. It seems certain that he is. Weston, Mrs. Weston is just as bad as Emma in her own very way. Occupied they feed off each other like Cher and Dion in Clueless. Hmm. Oh, is Mrs. Weston supposed to be the Dion character? Yes. Oh, interesting. I never thought about that. If I'm not mistaken. Because I well, see she's them. also supposed to be Miss Geist. It's That's almost true. like they put her yeah. into two characters. Well, Sharon needs to have a BFF who's her age, yes. right? Yes. You were, I love this scene where 
Emma says, you're right, I haven't tried with Jane Fairfax. She's very good at apologizing. She is. And I don't mean that to say like in a manipulative way. She is very good at being sincere and meaning it and have, saying it well. That's what sets her apart from mm-hmm. Mrs. Elton for sure. So now, Mrs. Elton, you're a very, very fragile creature. And here Polly Walker is as Jane Fairfax with all this ethereal gauze mm-hmm. and looking very, very vulnerable. But she also looks very upset. Like, why won't you just leave me alone? Oh, Jane. Sad. Sad. And she keeps touching her. It's this invasion of personal space. It's very... And here's Nightly and Infantilizing, Emma. right? Where it's just yeah, like... Yeah. And Nightly and Now Emma. I'm touching Kristen. <laughs> oh, but I love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Don't make it weird. <laughs> she and lights up when Nightly talks This is another... Well, this wouldn't is another you? red herring. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Oh, and, and then, then Emma... Face, it's, all of a sudden, they're in an Alfred Hitchcock movie. And her face And is she moves through the and shadows the and it, like, comes across her eyes because she's so jealous. It's fantastic. Oh, it's great. I wonder who's just a photographer for this. It's wonderful. I appreciate that they do all the candles. Who is this guy? Is that Mr. Weston? Mr. Weston. Okay. He is very cute. Wonderful mustache. And a ginger. Frank is taking a house in Highbury. (laughs) Everyone's excited. Oh, (laughs) Mrs. Elson puts food in her mouth and then keeps talking. She really is awful. I mean, the actress is fantastic, but the character's awful. Mm-hmm. She always does that. Mm-hmm. Quoting other people. Um, and she sniffs through her nose. Uh, she's a great actress. You can probably, if you're um, watching the movie, you can also hear how she clinks her, her fork and her knife together. Nobody can, nobody can hear anything because we won't shut up. Wow. I feel, oh my god, I, I didn't connect it to be funny. <laughs> But I mean, we intend to talk through the whole movie. I think we made that clear. Well, that's the point. For people who aren't watching the movie, if we just sit here, then it's dead air. And and if you are watching it, surely at this point you realize that you have to have seen it multiple times in order to understand. I hope this is not your first time on the Emma train. Yeah, because you're going to be be very disappointed in us. Um, Lucky the man who exchanges Emma for Harry. So is this a journal or just Mm. her interior? It's her interior monologue. But, but actually, it's supposed to be a journal sometimes when she's mm-hmm. I love this scene. So now they're talking about the party, right? Rather fetch that stick. I'll try to remember to bring it to the ball. <laughs> perfect, perfect screenwriter. And then it pans in. Mm-hmm. I just want to stay here where it's cozy. And it's a, it's a huge house behind Donwell them. Abbey behind him. <laughs> and here she is with Frank, and he kisses her hand. I kind of wish they had kept in the part where it was like so awful trying to plan the ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I picture it when they're walking through the space trying to figure out what rooms they need. It's almost like Scooby-Doo where, like, they just keep walking patent, like, coming out of different doorways. And and that's one of Frank's big blinds, too, because he's like, oh, should I get the Bateses? I should get Miss Bates. Mm-hmm. And what he means is I should get Miss Fairfax. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Dixon. Dixon. You're so bad. He's so toothy. This, uh, yeah. And the... Oh, well, I take it back. She's wearing a print here, and this is one of the most formal things we've seen, so my thesis is now wrong. Oh, that's it. But I was saying, you know, you're right, florals are a little bit more casual. It's a very subtle print, though. It is subtle. <laughs> I love this this scene where the only person gluing all of these people together 
is Miss Bates talking. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she stops talking, everybody's like, okay, and walks, <laughs> walks away. Mr. Churchill, I love her little um, purse hanging off. You notice that the women of means don't actually carry anything. Oh, that's true. What do they need? That's so true. She probably has some money in there for like a taxi home. They have been better. (laughs) (laughs) Has she started talking about the glasses yet? That's my favorite part. She just said that was it. They have been better. Not only have they been as good as they Jane Fairfax's outfit's a little weird. It's true, but you see how she and Frank and yes. they put they did this on purpose, obviously. And they're the Eltons. Uh, nobody wants to talk to them. Yep, that's the way it goes. They're like you see them come in and everyone scatters in the other direction. All right, it's time for the get throwdown here. Let's do it. I love the little intro and they all walk around. Time for some dancing. They all walk around. So, oh yes, let's dance by all means. Isn't that so? I believe that Lydia actually wears the dress that Harriet Smith is wearing. It's very similar. Well, you know they reuse these costumes all yes, the time. Yes, they do. For There's sure. actually a there is a website. I can't We're remember. Not, yes, yes, I've what it's it. called. Called. I'll have to try to find and it. Maybe put it on the Jane Facebook Bennett page. Dresses get reused. I'll put it on the Facebook page if I can find it, everyone. But it's this fascinating um, blog where they've gone through and identified multiple times characters in different movies have worn the same costume. It's really cool. Are you sure that's not the one Lydia wears? It's even got the little pom-poms it on says, it. Maybe it is. There's a guy with an eye patch. Right behind oh him. Oh, my God. It's amazing. He's a soldier, of course, but he's got a freaking eye patch. He's seen some shit. I love how they kept the line in about Mrs. Gilbert. That's the same as the book. She told me she does not mean to dance tonight. That's the same dress. I'm calling it. No, because the dress, Lydia's dress has... um polka dots underneath it. Are you sure? But this one does, doesn't it? No, it has, I can't like, tell. checks. I can't tell under the... You know, though, maybe it's the same, um, over... I thought... I love this scene. It probably, actually... They probably just remade yeah. it. Yeah. I think you're right. But this scene where Emma can't even enjoy herself because she knows her friend... Eye, yeah. I, I have to say... There are two scenes in this movie that made me say, I have to see this movie again. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. The other and she, like, the touches her cheek to see how much she's, she's blushing she's because like, she's so oh embarrassed. Oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. I've just been denied yeah. in the worst way by Mr. Elton. Well, this shows you how much Emma me. loves Harriet. Yes, and Frank Churchill's like, what is going on, Emma? Why aren't you paying attention to me? Why aren't you paying attention to me? Oh, God, and then you can't see. And Who's of asking course, her? Who's asking her to dance? Of course, if you know what's going on, you knew it would be nightly, but yeah. I had no idea. Get the guy with the eye patch to move out of the way. I can't see you. Here he comes. Oh, the score! Yay. It comes up, and they oh come dancing down the middle of the. Oh uh, my the god! Oh, and Emma's so, so happy. happy. Everybody's yeah. so happy. It's so well done. Oh, it's so well done. The score swells. I wish we could rewind it and watch it again, but we no, can't because we'll dude, get messed up. Every time I watch this movie, I rewind this part and watch it at least three times. I'm not <laughs> even embarrassed to admit it. It's so joyful. The song they pick. And now she's dancing with Nightly, and she's just like saying thank you with her face. Oh, the eyes, her eyes, and it's just this expression of love and adoration towards him because he did it. He's dancing, and she knows he doesn't like it. I mean, don't you get frustrated with the men who will never try even a little bit? You know, never even a little bit, just to make you happy just one time. I will say the first time I met Bay, for everyone who loves these little personal touches, we, it was at a uh, concert. It was an 80s cover band, and he danced the whole time. 
and I was so impressed oh, that he babe. loved dancing. And I said, you're a great dancer. This was later when we were dating, and he said, I said, you danced the whole night when we first met. And he said, well, I was hooked trying to dance with Aww. you. And I was like, oh my god! And that's exactly it. Nightly, nightly here. Now they're talking. As soon as the dance was over, they found each other like magnets because they had to glow in each other's love. Wow, that's really beautiful, Kristen. I'm sorry. No, I'm serious. And now he's confronting her. And he's like whispering on her neck. Oh, her long like, dancer-like neck because it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Because Gwyneth. He's like, I know you. You did want him to marry Harriet and that's why they're sliding. And I cannot, they cannot forgive me. How he's, could I have made such a mistake? Here's another moment where she's willing to admit that she's wrong. She actually spends a good part of the second half of the movie just constantly apologizing. Admitting she's wrong. She really Gwyneth's is. English she accent is. is very good. And she really... Yes. You chose for him better than he chose for himself. That's See, a very high to, compliment. They, and they both come meet, meet mm-hmm. in the middle. That's why we love them Because he so realizes much. that Harry is very improved. Mm-hmm. She surprised me most pleasantly. And that's the other red herring where you're like, ooh, maybe Nightly mm. loved. No. But here's the moment. And he Brother sees and sister. Oh, who am I going to dance with? He's he so looks so vulnerable. nervous. He looks so nervous. Do you know what Kevin's a lot like Nightly? No. Yes. Behind us. Shouldn't it be improper? For yeah, us not to brother dance. and sister. Not brother and sister? Brother, brother and sister! sister. Here, here, his voice drops an octave. No, no, indeed. We are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like the things I'd like to but do. But that's to you the moment where he's less frozen below the waist in, yeah. in the movie, and, and you know he's been thinking. Oh, and for okay, her. but now we do get a song recycling from Pride and Prejudice. This bothers me. I love the first dance where they all do it together. This use of Mr. Beverage's Maggot, which is oh, what the song God. is called. Um, they've sexed up the choreography first of all. They sex up the choreography. It doesn't work at all. All of a sudden, they're being sexy, and it doesn't work at all for me. But unfortunately, listeners, they had to do it because this is the only sexy Austin's. I mean, I like it because she is now looking at him in a different way. And it's even in the book. You mentioned it when we were doing our podcast about this scene of the book. This is the first time she sees Knightley as a sexual creature. That's true. And so she, if you look at her face, she's just kind of like, oh. They put a little Easter egg in oh. here because Frank is dancing with Harriet and later Emma starts to think that Frank and Harriet are an oh. item. Okay, I love how there is a like plus-size girl here too. <laughs> it's fantastic. You never see larger women um, in these movies. Well, you know they hire... Troops oh, dancers, of people yeah. that do English country dancing well, for yeah, fun. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, right. But I love that they in this ball scene they show people of like who don't all look the same. In the nineteen ninety five Pride Prejudice, there's a total like bald guy. Oh, some of them, like some of the background people in that are really unattractive. Yeah. Really unattractive. I mean, they had a guy with an eye patch here. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, here are the gypsies. Oh yes. Oh god. So racist. <laughs> Yes, of course we're going to set upon these two young ladies who don't carry any money anyway, so... Get her purse, damn it. I really want her court plaster and her yeah. tiny pencil and <laughs> her most precious treasure treasures. Look, that one lady has dreads. That's how you know they're poor. Don't decide. 
And of course, everyone just runs away. He yeah. has no weapon. Nothing. Yeah, no, he's nobody but a guy there's, in a hat. There's like ten of them. He's a guy in a hat. So Frank Churchill saves her from the gypsies. He's going to meet his father. Bless you again and again. I gotta keep something going here because Kristen's now shut up. Keep talking, Kristen. Share more brilliant observations. Oh, sorry. My share made a dent in the paint, and I'm afraid. Oh, it's not your my, house for much longer. Afraid my realtor's to be mad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kristen's realtor is something of a dragon lady, I guess. She's a very nice lady. Now she's going to worry about her listening to this podcast and hearing me say that. Oh, no. She's fine. Oh, this is the... You know, I love this scene, how they did it in Clueless. Harriet Smith, Most most Precious precious Treasures. treasures. That's what her little bag says. Yeah, that's from the book, too, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, Harriet Smith comes, and it's a cassette tape of... Rolling with the homie. Ty. Ty. Yeah. Rolling with the homies. But girls do this shit. Yeah, they do. I do. I used to take my yearbook out and look all the time. I'll do that when I go home tonight. I'll read all the nice things people said in my yearbook. Have a nice summer. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, so sloppy. So these are things from Mr. Elton, right? Tiny's pencil. We used to take it. She, Harriet is very sad. And hold it. But no more. It's very sad, though, <laughs> that, like... It is. She attaches such meaning to these things that have no meaning at all. But to her, she has nothing else. So these things are of such importance. I mean, we remember what that is like. Mm-hmm. I think we all remember what that's like. Unless you're, like, a total, like, badass cool kid. Yeah. And never had to be an emotional slave to Even somebody else. Even people, they're pretending. They're so see how them. Harriet's hair is now much more like Emma's? Oh, yeah. And now they're at box. Now they're at the do- strawberry picking party at Donwell Abbey, which is they're Mr. All Knightley's house. They cut out the part here with Jane Fairfax where she's... Oh, even when they try to... Even when the Eltons try to be cute, it's just awkward. Yeah, He feeds her a strawberry and it's like the most awkward thing you've ever seen. Now Harriet says, I shall never marry. And this is the most sitcom-y thing, where Emma's like... They look almost exactly the same. Oh, they the do! They both have the same hair Their hair style. is exactly the same. same the dress, dress is the same exact, except that Harriet's is obviously less fancy. Yeah. But it really, it's kind of like Harriet has now transformed herself. She's totally single white female, Emma. <laughs> Emma should watch out. Just gonna get murdered. You're so right about that. I'm sure that was intentional. Oh no, it is absolutely intentional. Uh, every piece of the costuming in these movies is intentional. But, but, but this is so sitcommy. I will not even say his name to you. It's like why, not? why not? Oh, so we can have a misunderstanding yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in real life does that. No. And here they are. Oh, this is it. You know what's coming. Did they film this in the Lake District? It's beautiful. You know, um, Mr. I, our, our listener, really likes the Johnny Lee Miller adaptation. Mm-hmm. One thing it does better is that Gwyneth and, um, I mean, Emma and Frank Churchill are far more sexually flirty mm-hmm. in that part. We should watch that. I haven't watched that one ex- except for when it aired. We should rewatch it. We should rewatch it. But here, it's not obvious that Frank Churchill is flirting with Emma. All he says is, we should all say something funny mm-hmm. to, Miss to make Miss Woodhouse laugh. 
And they also cut out the harsh words. He is sitting next to Jane Fairfax, actually. He is. He is lounging. On purpose. Mm-hmm. I need to start carrying around a parasol to protect my delicate ginger skin. Huh. Very dull indeed. Yes, dear, but you will be limited as to none. And here's where Elton and Mrs. Elton snub Emma, and it's yeah. a little bit more played up in the movie. Than but nobody bats an eye when she does this, and then when Emma says something, it's like it's the end of the world. But again, they don't expect it from her. Of course, what Mrs. Elton says is a acceptable excuse. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it wastes the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go explore. That parasol's useless. It's so tiny. And I'm an old married man is yeah. his excuse. He says it with such regret. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's a nice choice from, the, mm-hmm. from uh, Alan Cumming. He's like, I wish I could stay here. Seems I like three dumb things. Oh, God, here it comes. And she's so pissed. Emma's so pissed off, you can see it in her face, about the Eltons. There may be a difficulty. Limited as number of three. Oh! Oh! And then she gets it. Oh! And everybody falls. And it's so silent. Oh, she's like, oh, mm-hmm. In the I book, it's saying. not such an immediately yeah. awkward moment. And she knows, oh God, Emma knows too. Emma knows. She's just like, oh shit. Emma knows, everybody in. knows. And Mrs. Weston's like, ooh, Emma. Yeah. How could you do that? Yeah. Everybody's just so disappointed. She's going to start her. crying and it's just so sad. I think in the podcast I talked about how it's like she kicked the puppy and that's exactly what it is. No matter how much the puppy annoys you, you have to understand it's just. I love it when I can reference my past brilliance. (laughs) (laughs) I think about your brilliant insights every hour of every day. I think about you every hour of every day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kristen, I almost spat wine all over. I'm still drinking. Oh, this is so nightly, though. He's like, somebody's feelings are yes, hurt. I will. St- and look, she's so great. Emma's so grateful. She's that so he grateful, but end. also so pained that he has mm-hmm. to, and she knows he's lost. She's lost. Even Mrs. Weston is like, damn, she's like, girl. Mm-mm. All right, so here it comes Here's the, the uh, calling her. Badly done. Badly done. How could you be? She tries to defend herself, but she knows. And her voice is so high and squeaky yeah. when she she's about to cry because she's good, about to cry. It's good acting on Emma's yeah. Gwyneth's part, I think. I dare say she did not understand me. She cannot stop mentioning it. Her face, she looks so upset. I can relate. And she knows, and he's behind her, haranguing her. There's a amount of ridiculous. And here she is trying to defend herself. Because she doesn't know what to do. All yeah. you can do when you're being attacked like that is try to defend yourself. Oh, they oh, grab her. her. She is poor. I'm going to say it because Kristen said it last time. Seek further still. still. I believe no, you should secure your compassion. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go to that. Badly done. Badly done. Oh, now she's doing the crumple oh, face. Her crying in this scene devastates me every time. Her fur whole face, her angelic face crumples and she's so sad. When I cry, it's a hot mess. It's like oh, snot everywhere. My face, when, when Gwyneth Paltrow cries, it's just like. This is just the early crying and here's where he tries to justify himself. Yeah. He feels bad immediately that he's been so hard on her. That's he was. He, he was very you know, overly he harsh. Was. Grabbing her like Gra- that was yes. definitely out of hand. Yeah. 
It isn't easy for me to say these things. Oh, shut up, Nightly. <laughs> it's for your he own He knows. Dad. He knows he's gone overboard, and he knows in his heart why. Yeah. He knows he is angry as a lover and not just Proving as a Proving myself to a friend by the most faithful counsel. If he was just, if he just had friendly feelings, he would have just drawn him aside and said, like, girl, what are you doing? Have done that, yeah. but, you know, I get it, but just maybe... But he yanks her around. He just pulls her because he can't stand it. It's that passion. They just love each other so much. Now she's just silently now she's crying. crying, and I think we can. You know, all the, there's a, there this. is a carriage driver right behind yeah, her. Yeah, there are people. Who you can know, hear he's, this. he's probably just like, oh Jesus, these no, people. These, these people <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to feed my five children. They did this so cleverly in the adaptation because in the movie, I mean, in the book, Miss Bates doesn't really hold a grudge the same way she does in the movie. In the movie, they try to show Emma in, and then Miss Bates is like. Just say her I'm yeah. laying down upon... Just tell her I'm laying down upon the bed. When in reality, in the book, it's Jane Fairfax who's laying down yeah. upon the bed. But they really elided Jane Fairfax's drama out of the movie because it's focused more on Emma Knightley. Well, they just didn't yeah. have time. They want to make her show that, like, again, she... Miss Spates took it really to heart. Yes. Emma's one of her favorite people, and she's too embarrassed. And it's not that she's mad at Emma. She's embarrassed. Yeah. Miss Bates feels like she is she's the one who's ashamed because she's so ridiculous all the time. It's true. She's not I don't think she would ever she could she never be mad at Emma. She's just too sweet of a person. Yeah. Takes it all on myself. I kind of actually hate how Gwyneth delivers this line because she's so no depressed. Father. No, no father. They have been the ones to forbear and show me kindness. She's too much of a little girl in this scene. In her father, That's a nice line. I have given them charity, but not kindness. A virtue which some friends may doubt I still have. Again, the lighting here is brilliant. She's half shadowed. Yes. A truest friend. The truest friend does not doubt but hope. That's a beautiful line. Mm-hmm. And then he. They smile at each other. It's very cute. In the movie, he goes through with it. In the book, he like almost kisses her hand, and then he's like, "No, I can't." She's so happy, feeling so much. And I'm leaving. And (laughs) her face falls immediately. It's beautiful. We could have talked. We could have talked. We could have talked. So much. (laughs) (laughs) The lighting is beautiful in Mm -hmm. this scene. delicate and perplexing matter. Basically, he's going to be like, John, I really love Emma. Oh, my God. And John's going to be like, oh, Don't do it, man. I'm married to one of She's a crazy bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You really want to wear that chain around your leg for the rest of your... So now she's under the awning, and, and there is a sad, empty oh, chair. Oh, an empty chair where Harriet could be. Where is Harriet doing all this? I don't know. She's just hanging out. Emily. <laughs> Maybe she's. She's at Coachella. <laughs> she's at Coachella. <laughs> she's wearing her stank boots. Oh, there was a flashback to Knightley looking sexy and kissing her hand. This is where she feels a. Right. Well, she felt it during that dum da dum bum. I, don't know. I, don't know. I hate that scene. I do not feel the really? chemistry I like at it. all during that scene. I disagree. Oh, here comes Mr. Listeners, Weston. let us know if you agree or disagree. Is that scene hot or is it not. out of place? 
So now it's come out, right? Now it's come out. Frank has been engaged to Jane the whole time. Here's Emma in her gorgeous blue dress. Yes, this dress is beautiful. And everyone feels awful for Emma because they think she was in love with him and that he led her on. As she says in the book, she should be as embarrassed to admit that she was not in love with Frank Churchill as a normal woman would be embarrassed to admit the reverse. Yeah. Because she'd flirted with him so much. Shameless. And now Mrs. Weston is in Emma's position. I like how she is stress uh, cross-stitching. Stress (laughs) cross-stitching. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I can't even meet your eyes. Oh, I just, I have to do something to occupy. I can't look at you. I'm so embarrassed. How do they get those single little pieces of hair out of her? I need a makeup and costume hair person. You should totally go as a Jane Austen character for Halloween in Boise. No one would get it. I don't know. Are you kidding? Everyone would get it. People are not going to like me. We talk all the time. Oh, Kristen. Because I like like Jane Austen. Kristen, I bet there's like a freaking Jane Austen meetup group or something. I can't imagine anyone not liking you anywhere you go. There's got to be a Jane Austen quote you can give me about, it's from Pride and Prejudice, right? Where she will be sure to, what is it? Something about no matter where Jane goes, she will be sure to be admired. Oh, she will be sure to be admired, whatever she is. (laughs) That's you. No. I mean, you're the Jane, I'm the Lizzie, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, I think that's probably true. You know what? I was never madder. Sidebar. I mean, Emma and Mrs. Western are talking about Frank now, so it doesn't matter. Sidebar, I was never madder than when I was in a group of four and people dubbed me, out of the four Golden Girls, they dubbed me the Rose. I was never more furious. Nobody wants to be Rose, though. Because she's dumb. Later, we had a funny email exchange, which I had the funniest thing, and everyone was like, ha-ha, and I was like, who's the Rose now, bitches? You should have been like, I'm the Sophia motherfucker. Oh, here, Harriet oh, and Emma. Once again. Here's the sitcom misunderstanding. Yeah, but once again, they are costumed exactly the same. Oh, it's true. You do not think I care about Frank Churchill. You do think I care about Frank Have you seen his hair? And then. What's really interesting to me, though, in this scene is that Emma's dress is actually much more plain. Probably because she's very confused and... And Harriet's trying to yeah. elevate herself mm-hmm. above her station. Sign of my good taste. Those are your words. <laughs> I would never have dared yeah. to hope. This and is another way Emma leads uh-huh. Harriet astray. But Emma does give Harriet a true piece of advice, which is do not let your feelings go before you are sure yeah. of his. And Harriet has the misunderstanding this time around. Harriet yeah, thinks Knightley is interested, when yeah. really he's just advocating on behalf of Robert Martin. Yeah. But she, and this is another thing about how Harriet feels like a very real character to me. She's not just a caricature, like, silly girl he showed her such an act of kindness and like publicly danced with her and I you would fall in love with someone oh, who did yeah. that to you. I mean it's perfectly natural. Yes. Especially if I was younger. It's and like he if was you're older. at prom and the most popular, hottest guy in school dances with you in front of everyone. Oh, come yeah. on. Yes, you would. Just puppy love. Yeah. You must think him five hundred million times more above me than Mr. Churchill. And then all Emma cares about right now is, is it true? Does mm-hmm. Mr. Knightley return your affection? And she says, yes. Yes, I must say that I have had some signs. 
And then she, they told me to let, you told me to let his, his behavior, behavior be the rule of mine. And so I have. Here's the problem, though. These days, if you do that, people are so tentative. Like, nobody then makes a move. Well, if Mariah Crawford, um, not Mariah Crawford, Mariah Bertram did try to do that with Henry Crawford. Yeah. She let her behavior be the rule of his, his behavior be the rule of hers. Yeah, and his behavior was And he did proud. not mean it. Yeah. He was false. Well, the problem in my experience, what I had experienced, was that I, like, the guy would not make the move, right? Mm. And then you had to make the move. And you're like, why should I have to make the move? Mm. Girls, you know what I'm I was saying. all about making the move. Though. Oh, really? Good for you. Yes. I would reluctantly make the move. I didn't want to have to. Like, why should I be the one to ask you out? I had no dignity to retain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I emailed Kevin for months before he was. So you guys met through mutual out. friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Did you think of a pretense to email him about? Because I used to do that all the time. No, I just emailed him. I just bothered him. Like if I had a conversation with a guy I liked, and then I wanted to talk to them more, I would remember what we talked about, and then get their email information. Be like, hey, I wanted to follow up on this, follow like blah blah. I'd be like, what was that you had mentioned? Yes. Classic Maggie playbook move. I didn't. I just bothered him. So now Emma has realized she loves Now they make his name John here though, right? No, they're talking about John. I love John. I hate John. She's talking about the brother John, who's okay, supposed right. to be advising Mr. Okay. Man. Right. This part's no, very funny. I will not be able to let him tell me. It's, it, this is very, I think it's very funny. I love John. <laughs> oh, this is cute. How could you do that to me? I hate John. Well, she's lost her self-control because for the first time she's found herself wildly in love and wildly wanting somebody. And she's become this Harriet is the, Smith. This is the anxious mind. Though, she's become too, right? Harriet Smith where she like can't stop thinking about mm. him. Like Harriet was like, Mr. Elton had brown mm. eyes too. And she was <laughs> the puppies. And that's what, what Emma does um, in the movie. She doesn't really do this in the book, but I tried not to think about him okay. when I was discussing the menu with Cook. And this is so true, right? When you're thinking, yeah. when you're in love with somebody, you think Everything about Everything reminds you of them. Every drop of the hat, you think of them. And she plucks... I tried not to think about him in the garden. She plucks the, flat, the petals off the But who leaves. just goes out in the middle of a field and sits on a blanket by themselves? People and... with no Netflix. Right? Oh, that's a good point. Me. Oh, this is hysterical where she's in bed and oh, she has okay. to get up and she has to take down the picture of Harry from the wall and she puts this no. like picture of a dog up in its place. <laughs> <laughs> this was a big laugh moment when I was in the theater. Emma's such a drama queen. There's Knightley, a little miniature of Knightley next to Harriet, and she has to take Harriet down. That's it looks like Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a close-up of Chewbacca's face. Oh, and this is her praying. And I this totally is the only time we see her prayer. being pious, or in church at all, right? Well, we see her decorating the church, I guess. Right. But they don't actually reference church. Talking about divine inspiration and painting Harriet. It's not serious churchiness, yeah. but now she's. This is the kind of prayer where you're very afraid. 
if you would just stay single, Lord. 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 And then she says, almost aloud. You know, because when you're afraid, your life will change. Just like when Mrs. Weston left. Mm -hmm. This looks a lot like the church where her... Poor Miss Taylor. Poor Miss Taylor. This looks a lot like the church that Jane Austen actually... Mm -hmm. Her father was in. In Steventon. In Steventon. That is the biggest piece of mistletoe I've ever seen. I know. Very <laughs> serious, serious like making out. Big green thing hanging down. I always wonder what these plants are. Oh, I love it when people, they use their hats as like little... Oh, her hair is so soft yeah. and feminine. If, if she'd been wearing a hat all day, it'd be totally squished. He, he has hat hair. His hair is amazing. Look at that. <laughs> it's so thick and glorious. It's bushy. It's almost as thick as his cravat. Now it's extremely awkward between the two of them. I hate this joke coming up about the venison stew. Well, it's never really been awkward between them, right? That's true. I didn't know that you were back. It's cute. Just, it's cute. It is cute. And, he's and neither in of them gray. can look at each other. He's in gray. Mm-hmm. They are stating the it's obvious. It's very soft. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. The scene in this book I thought was really was really beautifully done. They're walking in the gravel walk around the, you know, mm-hmm. Hartfield. Oh dear. She thinks that he, she thinks that he's going to tell her he loves Harriet. She doesn't want to hear it. He's trying to tell her that he loves her and thinks that she doesn't want to hear it. Of course the audience knows all about it. Oh, now they're going to open up and talk about Frank and Jane. He believes that Frank Churchill and Emma have been in, you know, Emma has been in love with Frank Churchill. So he thinks that she's been devastated, right? Her heart's been broken. Don't you hate it when you have this great piece of gossip to tell someone they are in Yo, love? yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a wedding between two people of our acquaintance. And he's like, oh, yeah. I totally already <laughs> heard that. She's like, God damn it. <laughs> it's such a juicy piece of gossip. Oh, I seemed doomed to blindness. So she's referencing her own mm-hmm. mistake with Harriet, but he, it's... Without her knowledge. I'm going to give her the benefit of doubt. She didn't know. It was calculated to push all of his sympathy buttons. Mm-hmm. In the book, he actually draws her hand within his, to his chest. It's this tiny human being. Oh, that's sweet. Frank lacked qualities, honesty, one of them, which are essential to me in any kind of friend. Now he feels like, oh, oh, I gotta tell her. I love he, how he plays with the ground with his walking stick. I love what, you know what him. I really love? I love when the romantic lead has to struggle with what to say and feels awkward. Yes. Because usually in period films, like it's, he just gathers her in his arms and says the perfect thing. And the Austin, he, the Austin heroes, it's always much more realistic where they're scared the girl will say no and they're in the position of weakness. They're almost never fluent about their mm-hmm. their love. They, that's what's romantic. Is it's nice seeing them struggle. Yeah, they they're not. They're, it's not a sure thing, right? Perhaps you are wise. I cannot be wise. Emma, I must tell you what you will not ask. Though I may wish it unsaid the next moment. So she's saying, "Don't say it! Don't say it!" Now he's upset. He thinks she knows what he's going to say. It's a little sitcom misunderstanding again, um, but it works because it's this whole 
they weren't they wouldn't speak openly about their feelings people yeah. didn't do that yeah you're right and he's so crushed yeah. and in the way he he's gonna turn around okay he's he turning around he's gonna hit some grass with his whack, whack. stick whack because he's so he's not only disappointed but he's like angry and angry at himself he's gonna go stress he's gonna go stress cross stitch he's like why am i so old and i'm so young how old is he here 28 he's 16 years older than her and she's 21 oh okay so he's oh that's right he's like 36 37 yeah and here he's taking off his hat is jeremy northen that old here i think he's actually younger i don't think so probably the thought would be creepy yeah it's nice that she comes back and asks him. So she says, please, I'm your friend. Love and friendship. Ugh. <laughs> the, it does look very, the movie looks very good. She's like, I love, it's a beautiful expression. She really is trying to be mm-hmm. a moral person and a nice person. And she's like, I'm your friend. You can tell me whatever you mm-hmm. want. It's a beautiful I cannot expression. desire that. She's so cute. So she thinks he's breaking up with she's her as friends, she's right? coming to him as a supplicant. Yeah, it's really sad. Why would he do that? I do not wish to call you my friend. Because I need to call you something much infinitely more dear. dear. She's like, what? She doesn't get Then she kind of gets it. Oh, he's going to explain why he hates Frank Churchill. Because he hit on you all the time. He knew he was intended for you. He saw everything yeah. that was happening with Mrs. Weston. He's mm-hmm. so smart. He knew it all. Well, he's very much a hang in the back of the room and observe everyone type of guy, right? Many of Austin's heroines and heroes have this quality where they can see the social machinations mm-hmm. happening around them. He's very Fanny Price in that way. He's hanging back. Ooh, he's not participating. I like it. Very nice. Very nice, Kristen. Um, he is very thing. introverted. He's he not is. the type to command the room with his wit. You know, you you love that curmudgeonly man who won't, who holds himself away from. Mm-hmm. But it's very different from Darcy. You know, in our first two episodes, it was all about how Darcy was so, his what people interpreted as him being rude and standoffish was just his social anxiety. I feel like Knightley's just like introverted. He's just happy to kind of sit and observe. Yeah. But he's also with a group of people in this film. They are always with a group of people they are very comfortable with. I mean, we have no idea how he appears to other people when he's out in society. He rode through the rain. rain. What do you want, a prize? (laughs) This is pretty romantic. It is riding through the rain. It's pretty romantic. In my imagination, he's not wearing a shirt. Although this is the the worst where he says the words, have some chance to win me win you we're so modern and she's like oh mr knightley i'm afraid i will waken myself from this dream oh gwyneth oh and now what is floating in the background there's like blossoms floating off the trees from the tree it's beautiful direction and now they're both saying that they don't deserve the other you have you have it. lectured her. Yes, no one could have borne it. It's true. Yeah. She ha- she does always try to improve, and she takes what he says seriously, and she thinks and he about does lecture it. her. He's right. He does, and he's a jerk. God knows, I've been a very indifferent lover. Mm-hmm. Says Knightley in the book. Do they make out here? I don't think they do. They, they should. They do kiss, and they always do this. And then he says, "Marry me." 
Because he never actually says marry me in the book. We talked about this. He never actually says, will you marry me? Or I am now proposing to you. They almost never do. It would not be clear to me. I don't think they ever do. I would would need a PowerPoint presentation. Like, (laughs) these are the reasons why I love you. This is why I think we should be married. (laughs) And they always do this thing where they're so afraid to kiss. Like, they don't know how to kiss. Well, she doesn't. I find that very unrealistic. Well, okay, so you're saying he's trying to let her. I think that he. Well, remember to, to, to him. I think that he sees her as this like beautiful, perfect, and he's hesitant to do it wrong. Yes. And she is hesitant because she's never kissed someone before, That's which is why Northanger Abbey is so great because she pushes them up against the wall and lays it on. Yes. Him. She just takes the charge. But this was very sweet. It we was missed the line where he says, "Perhaps it is our imperfections which make us so." Yeah, well, I was another. hoping to distract you because I know you hate. I that. F- hate that line. And he looks at the camera and he breaks the fourth wall. Wink. And hey, I'm doing finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm talking to you, audience. <laughs> now she's. But I can totally relate to this because what if I fell in love with someone who wanted me to move across the country? I couldn't do it. I couldn't leave my family. I couldn't leave my mom. I mean, that's a big sacrifice for him to be like, we'll just live with your dad. Her dad is not the yeah. like, brightest When ball. Elton hears about this in the book, he goes, better he than I. Yeah. <laughs> he, he exclaims daringly. <laughs> now that's a good kiss. Smoochies. That's a good kiss. Aw, they are sexy. North is sexy. He knows what yeah. to do. <laughs> now they rub noses. It's so cute. Is that a yew tree? Maybe. I'm too drunk. It's very... <laughs> it's a big... It's an ant. It's, it's not an ant. <laughs> Pippin is in the top. Oh my God. It's like, to Celeron! <laughs> to Mount Doom! I'm sorry. The last march of the ants. <laughs> and our favorite narrator um, is back. Everyone's yeah, toasting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But poor, except for poor Harriet. Poor Harriet's gonna moment. cry. One... Oh, and then much. she cries. So this is when Emma actually tells her something that is super upsetting. I mean, what would you do? The guy you were in love with, and then your BFF is like, oh, we're getting yeah. married. Again. Again. It's always you, the skinny bitch. That I know, right? Man. God. Not that Tony Collette is not beautiful. It's always Gwyneth. Maybe there was someone in love with Chris Martin. The film... Imp- it's Chris Martin, right? Yes. She, yeah, and yes. then, like, one of them. They consciously uncoupled, okay? Consciously uncoupled. <laughs> and here's Harriet and Emma. She's so happy. happy. Because everything does have to work out for Emma. In, In real life, end. Harriet would have been like, you know what? Fuck you! And she would have left, and she would have lived a wonderful life, and she never would have talked to her again. Don't you think? She would have become a prostitute. No, stop. I'm sorry, that was a Well, joke. she's an illegitimate dot. Like, what is she going to do? She would have been happy to catch the writing master's son, as Knightley puts it so cruelly in the book. I think that, actually, Harriet's endless capacity to forgive Emma's selfishness is pretty amazing. It is. It is amazing. And so now she's, everyone is so happy because she's ended up with Mr. Martin and she's explaining the circumstances of how she got to see Mr. Martin again. So cute. Never been appalled. I love how Mr. Martin proposes to her. He asked if he could see me the next day. And then next day, he could see me on the IFTA. And the, and the day, day after, after that, that, 
And then it's see the back the days of the after. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sweet. I do really like it. I think it's really beautiful. What is the movie where the line is? It's not a Jane Austen movie, but he says, "I want." To. Oh, it's um, you've got mail. When Tom Hanks says to Meg Ryan, he goes, "And I would want to spend." Every day with you. It's something, I'm saying it wrong, but it's like I would spend every day with you for as long as we both shall live. And it's oh. so sweet. And now here we are, another I've only wedding. Seen it once. Oh yeah. And there's a another shocking amount of stuff. There's another fourth wall break, but it's acceptable. It works. It because works. it's comedic and it is it's Julia Stevenson. Yeah. A little shabby. <laughs> I do not profess to be an expert in the field of fashion. Oh, Quite Lord. the eye. But I tell you what, there was a shocking lack of satin. <laughs> she's wonderful. It was a big laugh line in the she's theater, wonderful. too. Oh, there's Frank and Jane. Frank Would they Bob. still be? I guess they'd have to be friends with Frank and Jane, right? Yeah, they have to be. Emma was always friends with him, even when he was And pretending. Emma pretty easily forgives him, too. She does. She's like, I, did, I never had anything at stake. I was fine. Her dress, you know, disappointing. I agree. You agree Her wedding dress is very disappointing. It is no different than any other dress she wears throughout the movie, except it's white. And he's in his blue coat. Hmm. This is a terrible painting of him. It is. It's a terrible painting of all of them. Terrible painting of all of them. Oh, look, the Westons have a baby. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Martin. That's right, the baby. Anna Weston. And that's the end. And Austin. It's a really beautiful movie. It is. I kind of shit on it in the beginning, but it really is a beautiful movie. It's very... You always get sucked into it. But it's like you said with the dancing scene, Mm. I do always go back and watch it. Should we go back and watch it? In fact, Kevin was around. And he was like, why do you keep rewinding this movie? Yes, and I was like, look, We're actually going... That's too far, I think, sweetie. We're actually going to go back and rewatch it. I should trust you. You know where it is. No, I clearly didn't. Okay. Okay, okay, we're going to rewatch it again. Okay, so this is the part where he's asking her, and you can't see who it is. And then she's so worried, but someone's dancing with her. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Here it is. It's Knightley! They're so happy! This is how I look when people dance with my friends. I know. I'm like so This is how I look when um there's a new Game of Thrones episode. I'm like, yes, there's a new Game of Thrones episode! Here it comes where they, they do cross Emma and Knightley. Oh, look Aww. at their faces. Oh, she is so in love with him in that moment. As she a, is very good in this as movie. As a friend. She is oh, very good in this God. movie. Oh, God. Da, 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 da. Then they bow. It was great. Oh, that, a good Austin adaptation. So whose hair is worse? Frank Churchill or Donald Trump? Uh, Trump. But by, yeah. only by a hair. Excuse the Oh, that was awful. <laughs> I can't forgive that. That was awful. All right. Well, we've definitely gone on for over two hours, I think, because oh, we had such right. a long intro. Okay. So what do we have to wrap up with? The next will be next book will be Lady Susan. Yes. Do we have any viewer mail we need to discuss? We've gotten several emails, and we're very appreciative. Thank you to everyone who's written in. Thank yes. Thank you to everyone who's liked the Facebook page. Um, If I was better prepared, I would tell everybody what Bethany's Etsy shop was called because she has 
I'll post. Okay, check our Facebook page. Bethany has an Etsy shop. Yes, Beth. Our fan Bethany has an Etsy shop. It's Jane Austen themes <gasps> Etsy shop. I cannot wait to look at it. All right, yes. if you talk for a little while, maybe I can. Oh, that okay. Up. Oh no, I'm. It's, I never right. have any trouble talking until I'll, I'm on the spot. I'll pause it. Well, through the wonder of technology, I don't have to blabber to you because uh, Kristen was able to pause the audio while we looked up um, the information about Bethany's Etsy, which is called Busy Nothings Vintage and looks delightful. I suggest that you all visit it because it's wonderful. And she has a blog, too, which is called Secession of BusyNothings.wordpress.com. Where she reviews Austin uh, sequels. This is great. You know, um, fan not fanfic, but but you know, fan written sequels that have actually been. This is great, Bethany. I'm definitely. Kristen did not pass this on to me. Oh, and I'm gonna have to read it. I'm sorry. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I I should set up the the email address. Anyway, email us, guys, because we first of all we respond to all the emails. Kristen is in charge. I will say that again. I have to give total props to Kristen because she is in charge of the email. And she usually passes everything on to me, and it'll be like, oh my god, someone emailed us! And we get really excited. Um, but she is in charge of our correspondence, and it's a wonderful job. I, however, usually post the stuff on the Facebook page. So we kind of have a division of labor. Yeah, we do, and I, and it's good. And, um, yeah, I, I because of the movie, I still haven't finished episode 9. Anyway. So you can find us on Facebook at First Impressions Podcast. Is the, um, if you just type that into your search on Facebook, you should be able to find it. Our email address is first.impressions.podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you can find our episodes on our Podbean website uh, or through iTunes. All right. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Again, we really appreciate it. Yes, feel free to contact us. We love hearing from you. It makes us really excited. Uh, Please feel free to drop us a line, and we will share... um, Bethany's Etsy page on our Facebook uh, wall. If any of you have anything you want to pass along to us, uh, we'll be happy to do so if we like it. (laughs) And we will. It has to actually be good. We're not just going (laughs) to share some random shit. But if it's good, I promise that we will share it with our Austin fan base, all like 50 of you. Yeah. I think we have like the 50 subscribers. I knew it. So tell your friends. Ruling the Uh, podcast. No, but seriously, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sitting through this epic length commentary where we just if you watched the movie you were probably annoyed because we, we blathered through apologize. the whole thing if you didn't watch the movie you were probably annoyed because you didn't know what the hell was going on so this either way experiment. thanks for sticking into the end yeah. and we'll see you for lady well we'll see you for episode 11 11 which will be lady susan, lady susan. see you then bye, bye.